What is up, mi gente? This is Luis Martinez, your co-host, and this episode of Mi Gente Show is titled Wishing Upon a Disco Ball, an interview with director Anabel Inigo. We met Annabel at the San Diego Latino Film Festival. Her movie, Wish Upon a Disco Ball, was part of my showcase. It was an incredibly well-done, cool, um, family-oriented, but funny film. Um, we got a chance to talk to her then, but we invited her on the show to talk about her life as a Cubana, Dominicana, who grew up in Florida and then came out to California to pursue her love of film and filmmaking. Um, we also talked about a bunch of Pride stuff happening with CM Punk, um, sort of giving his takes and shout-outs during a match uh, in a pro-LGBTQ way that was surprising. The Orcas attacking all the boats. At the time that we recorded this, the Titanic submersible story was happening, but it hadn't been resolved at that point, so just an FYI on our takes in the matter. Uh, we also talked a little bit about other things happening during Pride, uh, Andrew Tate getting uh, finally indicted and um, after being on house arrest, so they, he will be going to trial for human trafficking and rape. Um, and we also talked about a few other things happening, um, like the controversy between the new Disney show Primos or Oye Primos on Disney and whether the internet reaction to the trailer and the song was a little over the top and whether we should give it a little bit of a chance and watch it before we decide that it's horrible. Anyway, it was a great chat with Annabel. Um, she's awesome. She hung out for the entire show and we were able to hang with her, do no names ways and touch on a bunch of cool stuff. So we really thank her for being on the show. We thank you for listening. Um, we appreciate your patience as we sometimes have delayed some episodes because of Sofia's Europe trip and because of Luis's lagging and laziness at times. But we love you all. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, we hope that you guys continue to listen and help us grow this podcast even more. We couldn't have doing it without you. So every time you like, every time you share, every time you give us a rating, it helps us out tremendously. And you can also catch us live and, and follow at me, hint the show, so you get notified every time we're going to do a cool live interview and tune in and say hello. So thanks for listening. And as always, enjoy the pod. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, Luis Martinez, a.k.a. at Big Chief Rito, live with you on a Tuesday. Tuesday, baby. Sticking to the schedule. Mi gente show, live and alive from San Diego, Chula Vista, California. How's everybody doing today? What's up, Sophia? What's up, Lou? Nothing much. Got a new phone. Ooh. Ooh. I got yeah. two phones. phones. <laughs> I like I like your pride little. Yes, yes. I got the you know to wipe my brow. I oh, got my you know, snap. Look at that. Look at that. What? Yeah. You're all remote out. I'm allied out, yes. Yes. Oh, I, God, we, we stand a good ally. Thank you. We see yeah, we Love support, you. you know, you know, you know what I'm saying. You know, still uh, pride month. Still pride. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Keep it going. I mean, mm -hmm. what are you gonna mm -hmm. do? Call me a gay? Yes. Are you okay? gay? <laughs> um, but yeah, we're 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 chilling. June, it's hot, so this will getting this hot. will be coming off in a second because it's getting hot. But I do I do want to show uh, my alleyship 
uh, you know, we're, uh, we're, we're, we, like you said, we cover a lot of the bases in terms mm-hmm. of uh, Latinidad. We try to cover more, obviously, as we go. We're going to cover a little bit more today mm-hmm. as well. Uh, but yeah, Pride Month keeps going. There's a lot of stuff happening to uh, know. We're going to do reactions. Uh, the WGA strike is still ongoing. Uh, Hunter Biden uh, plea deal happened today. Tate brothers got finally indicted in Romania today. They got Ooh. finally accused. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff happening in the world that we'll talk about hellscape watch wise. Um, and we also have an interview today, but let's start off with any personal news, Sophia, besides the two phones, what's going on with you? Uh, two phones. I'm in a kickball league. I'm in a lesbian kickball league, Lou. Mm -hmm. And boy, did we play this last Sunday? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, I, 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 I got. I guess I didn't. I guess I guess I didn't qualify. I wasn't game. No, you did not qualify. I did ask. I'm so sorry. And it, it's an all female. It's a, she, it's a she they league. Okay? I tried. I tried. Hey, listen. I tried. Listen. Listen. I, I would have worn. I would have worn. I had, that's why I bought my my wristband for. <laughs> like I was getting sudden, prepared. I was ready. I was. You are neither she nor they. So I'm. No. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Listen, I, I wanted to. I wanted to be there, but it's okay. It's fine. Maybe I can just come, come cheer you game. guys. Maybe I can just come cheer you guys on one day. Yeah, yeah. It looked like sure. it, look, it looked like a fun crowd. It was uh, fun. Yeah, it was fun. And then we went to Gossip Girl afterwards. So, yeah, after parties always. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm definitely gonna mm-hmm, kick, mm-hmm. check with one of those. Um, <laughs> now me. Uh, listen, uh, I've been working. I've been doing some karaoke hosting for extra cash. Mm-hmm. That's been going good. You know. Nice. Uh, we, we got a fourth dog in the house today. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I have Milo over. Oh, Jesus, you scared me. No, no. <laughs> okay. Well, um, you don't my, need any more dogs. <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah. We have currently two pit bulls, a German shepherd and a Belgian Malinois mm-hmm. in the house. So AKA a fuck ton of dogs. Yeah. So, way too many. Right. Uh, but no, we're, we're doing good over here. Uh, working, working hard, getting ready for the summer, still going to the gym, still doing that. Nice. So we're trying to do what we can here to stay healthy, stay productive. Yes. As one does. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to jump into all that stuff in a little bit. But first, we want to uh, welcome uh, aboard our guest yeah. for this afternoon evening session. They are a filmmaker that we met at the San Diego Latino Film Festival this past year uh, when I saw their film. Wish Upon a Disco Ball. It checked off all the boxes that I wanted to see for the movies that I wanted to include in my comedy showcase. It uh, had tons of representation, female representation, Afro-Latina representation. Um, it, it was it was a very beautiful film. Comic as well, which is what I was looking for. And it blended in really well with all the other films that I selected, all the comedies. I think everybody agreed that it was a really interesting mix. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, what I would like to do before we bring her on is I want to, I want to play this trailer. Let's do it. All right. Are you hearing that? I yeah. Yes. Okay. To a disco together. Disco isn't dead. No, it's well and alive. So tell us, honey, what do you want? I wish my sister and my stupid boyfriend would break up. Oh. It's going. It's going. It's, it's definitely good. going. It's definitely happening. <laughs> Wish upon a disco ball. Yes. Ah, oh, so good. Very good movie. All right. So, without further ado, let's bring on the director of that film, Annabelle Inigo. Yes. 
Hey. Hey. Hi, everyone. Welcome. Hello, hello. Thank you for Happy being Pride. here. Happy, Happy Pride. Happy Pride. Thank you. Thank you. Thank I have I have my flag. I have my flag. There you go. Oh, yes. We're all rainbowed out today. <laughs> we really are. are. I do love this. As someone who always loved the rainbow, there's like, it's so it's so fitting, you know, just to like to have a whole month of it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. This rain- rainbows never hurt nobody. People getting freaked out about them and stuff like that. It, it, it's crazy. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get we'll we'll get to that in hellscape. We'll help scape what. Uh, but actually, I'm 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 I've done as what I could, but I'm I'm sweating. You're sweaty my, already. I'm, I'm, sweat, I'm sweating through my man buns. I'm sweating through my man buns, but the, the flag stays here. <laughs> I still got I still got my my thing for my sweat brow. Okay, there you go. Um, but uh, Annabelle, thank welcome to the show. Hello, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes. Uh, yeah, let's jump into a little bit about your background and, and your life as a filmmaker. Where um, okay. where does it all begin for you? Did, did did you were you naturally a storyteller as a child? Were you drawn to writing? Were you just a bossy person that you should be a director? Or what was that? What was that? <laughs> Um, that's so funny you say that. that my my kindergarten teacher once told I was I was bossy I was a bossy little Latina girl I was chubby as heck and I was just like you da, 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 da. but um I'll never forget my kindergarten teacher said this to my mother and said this to me she was like you um when you are ready to become a teacher you come back and let me know but till then let me teach my class and I was like <laughs> all right I have to remember that I I never became a teacher um fully but I became a director instead. So maybe mm-hmm. maybe there's Fitting. something there. Um, I'm from Miami, Florida, born and raised. And um, I'm half Cuban, half Dominican. I'm raised by my Cuban grandparents. So if that has any, <laughs> if that is anything at all, being raised by old people, um, old Cuban people at that. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, I've always loved storytelling because my grandfather loved storytelling he would always be the person to have me like oh Annabelle let's come watch this movie let's come watch this this and my it was so funny because it's just been like a story of my life that everyone in my family loved different genres and so I have always been someone that's like had a very uh intimate relationship with a certain genre and a certain person my father loved his action films my mother loved her rom-coms my Mm -hmm. aunt loved her dramas and whenever I was with them I would watch very specific films with those people so I got a really nice understanding of just everything in general um but I started writing before I did anything um I had big emotions and I put them on paper and then as I got older I just wrote stories and then stories became scripts and then scripts became movies that's so awesome. And you yeah. went to college. You, st- you studied this, right? You went to college for it and everything? Yeah. Um, my I graduated high school with my associates. So when I went to Florida, I went to Florida State for my undergrad. Okay. And I finished in two years my first degree in creative writing. Um, I said, I'm not ready for the real world. Don't put me out there. So I did another degree in theater. And I fell in love with directing theater. And then... I was like, I'm still missing my first, first love, which was film. And so I went to USC, as graduated in 2021, but I stayed mm-hmm. until 2022 because I made Wish during the pandemic. Um, so I went to USC's master's film program. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, did all those. Nice. Wow. I'm in a lot of debt, gang. George <laughs> <laughs> Lucas. <laughs> I got the George Lucas. My undergrad was free, but I got the George Lucas 
um, for grad school, and I'm still in a lot of debt because USC is expensive. US, but mm-hmm. private yeah, school, no, absolutely. Um, I have a uh, I have a lot of I have some family in uh, La Pequeña Havana in Miami. My one of my aunts is married to a Cuban uh, man out there, so I, I, I like I oh. love. I love uh I love my Cuban culture and friends and family out there. Shout out oh, Miami. Make great shout out. Shout out Miami. Shout out. 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 Shout yeah, I think you 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 give me uh, uh there's a there's a couple of Cuban places close by, but they have they, they have a place on the street that makes some um, some masitas de puerco so good. Oh, like knock your socks off, man! I, I love I love you some Cuban. When food. I go to San Diego, you have to take me. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I, I, if I would, if I would, is lacking. If I would, if I would have known that that you were, I thought you were more Dominican than than, than Cuban for some reason. But I, I look more known. Dominican. Yeah, but I'm raised by my Cuban family, so I feel like as I've gotten older, I've touched my Dominican side more. Yeah. But I feel like my childhood is pretty much dominated by my. Cuban I remember side my my to. Cuban uncle when I was in Miami. I was like, I want to go do something. He's like, well. Agarra la guagua y te va para Coconogro. Y te va para y te va para Coconogro. Coconogro, Coconogro, guagua. Coconogro, Coconogro. Te toma la guagua, te toca la guagua. Y te va para Coconogro. Okay, okay. What? Okay. Okay. I'm just a Mexican here. She's like, take the bus to Coconogro. Grove. If I was bored, I was like, oh. Someone once asked me how I say microwave in Spanish, and I was like, microwave. I don't. I have no idea. That's that's the cute. That's the way the Cubans say it. I don't. What? So microwave. Microwave. The uh, <laughs> the uh, so Dominican and Cuban. Uh, I remember we had a guest on, and I and I was a something. I said, you know, we have an Afro Latino guest. She's like, well, I don't really consider myself Afro Latino. You know, she had her reasons for it. Do you, do you associate yourself with that term? Is there like a like a fine line there for you, or, or how do you feel about that specific like Latino, uh, Latina, Afro Latina? I do consider myself Afro-Latina, and it's because growing up, um, Cubans are very white. Uh, the Cubans that I was raised around were very white. And so my nickname growing up was two. I had two nicknames. Mulata literally means little black girl, mm-hmm. or um, Gordita Linda, and those are the two that they kind of went with. And so I was always, like, othered even within my my Cuban community. And so definitely getting older, I realized the Afro-Latina just as a term is almost just like so comforting because you can feel like, okay, okay. There is like this special thing. There's special term for what I am because I, by my hair, just like by my features, I am definitely um, on the darker side of those things. And so, yeah, I definitely consider myself Afro-Latina. Um and if she doesn't, con- you know, whatever, whatever floats your boat. Uh, but yeah, no, I definitely do for me. No, I, 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 because I, in, you know, like we, we're always trying to learn. We're always trying to add, you know, we're all, it's not, it's obviously we're not a monolith and stuff like that. But, but I, but for some reason I went into it very confidently, like, you know, we have an Afro Latina guest and she was like, wait, actually. And I was like, well, okay. All right. Let me, let me just learn on it. Yeah. You know, it's the various degrees of people. And I think her reasoning was she didn't want to um, assume her heritage. And Whoa, that she, okay. That, that you know that it was coming from that place, right? Do you remember? I think that, it was. Or? I think it was also that like that wasn't her plight to take on. Like she didn't feel like she was, you know, the proper representation or yeah, some something to do with that. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, like I, I said, so. we we, well, we we learn every day. Go ahead, Anna. Yeah. yeah, I was just gonna say, um, I am, and the girls in my movie are, and uh, I think it just comes down to finding a term for yourself where you feel most comfortable and feel most, you know, um, you know, in that space. So. Yeah. yeah. And did the casting for the for the film, was that something that you obviously put a lot of thought into is casting a, a two Afro-Latina leads? Yeah. So um, one of the beautiful things about USC, why it's worth so much tuition, at least for me, was um, you just have access to so much in terms of equipment. Sure. But just like students and um, for my lead lead, the the, the younger um, Alexis, which plays Olivia in the film, she was actually a student and USC had a mixer with like students and um, students in the drama school and students in the film school. And they would always have like little things like, oh, you know, come see this talk. And then afterwards, you know, have some drinks and chat with each other. And I actually met her there. And I was in the beginning process of writing Wish. And I knew I was like, I don't want you know, I knew what I wanted. I know what I wanted her to look like. I know she needed to be young. And so it was just like, you know, the grace of God of just being like, hey, you sing and you dance and you act. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you about this movie. <laughs> that, that's smart of them to put the drama school and the filmmakers together in a mixer. I'm like, they know what they're doing. They, they knew know what they were doing. Yeah. So what made you uh, want to do a musical? Is that something that you've always been into? Is that your genre, so to speak? Yes. So I, um, musicals, like I said, my undergrad, I did a lot of musical theater. I directed musical theater. I did some acting classes. Um, I, so I really, really loved that. And I grew up in a place where we had a lot of film, but we didn't have a lot of theater. Mm -hmm. And so like even the call, the high school that I went to in the middle school didn't really have like a drama program. So my first real exposure to theater was in uh, undergrad at Florida State mm -hmm. and I remember having all these conversations with people and they were like telling me about all these musicals and the only thing I'd ever seen was Wicked and I was like <laughs> oh yeah I, I definitely know Rent I know that one and then I'd go home and I'd and I'd have you to had like, listen to it oh, I, had a girl, I had to download so much and I think that's something yeah. that we never talk about in these spaces when like we as people that are not as privileged to this information have to go in um Ooh, this yeah. is something that even happened to like my first boyfriend in a completely different uh way that he went to like an ivy league school and he was doing intro classes and he was learning things in intro classes that everyone else knew but we didn't because our behind. school wasn't mm -hmm. yeah and so theater in a much less <laughs> well, it wasn't a <laughs> physics class but it was me being like i'd never heard of next to normal and then having mm -hmm. to download an entire soundtrack and listen and learn and um, giving myself an education in my bedroom via YouTube and Spotify. And I learned so intimately all of that that I fell in love with it. Mm -hmm. And so when I transitioned over to film and I went to film school, I think every single film I made at USC was a musical. My Whoa. first film... <laughs> oh, sorry about that. <laughs> no, it's Continue. okay. I'm gonna be little phone. puppies, Continue. little puppies. Um, my first film at USC was a once inspired musical about this girl that just like, you know, is worried if a man's going to come back after a first date. Second one was um, about like a Beach Boys inspired musical about um, a woman deciding that she's going to go on vacation alone. And then my thesis at USC was a disco musical about two sisters 
having to fix their relationship after dad dies. So, um, yeah, I just, I knew my goal in life. I'll say this now as we, cause before in the backstage, mm-hmm. we were talking about goals. I would love to have a musical in every genre. And I think film is a very accessible way to do that. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Holy uh, shit. That's amazing. Wait, before we move on, I really want to know about the Beach Boys musical. Like, can you send me the link? I'm actually oh, like, yeah. Okay, I need to watch it, like, now. Yeah, my, <laughs> my composer... I'm sorry, I'm sorry, go. No, go ahead, your composer, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, my composer and I met at USC, again, why it's worth the tuition. Um, and he was just incredible. And I remember having this discussion with him and, and saying exactly that. And be, I, my family, my grandfather who raised me was a veteran, and so we would go to Hawaii a lot because um, there was just, like, a really, really big um, army culture there. Uh he just loved, he fell in love with it so much when he had gone, when he was younger, that should we just kept going back. And so Beach Boys is, again, grandfather, spoiler for the yeah. Wish people, but um, it was just really intimate. And so I love that sound because it's so distinct. No one it sounds is. like the Beach Boys. Really, um, yeah. So why not turn it into a musical? And I love doing that, like finding sounds of people and then just doing it um, very intentionally. Mm-hmm. So. I'll send you. I'll send it to you. It's cute, yes, and I'll turn do. it into a feature one day. Oh my god! Um, please, what is yeah, yeah. Uh, which one do you think would be the? Because I mean, there's been tons of comedic uh, musicals, uh, dramatic musicals, but what genre do you think would be the hardest? Horror. Um, well, I there is a horror musical. I mean, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Rocky Horror Picture Show. I don't know. That's more no, there is the yeah. the one about the Christmas. That the zombies come out on Christmas and then um, it's like this crew of people have to kill all these zombies with Christmas decorations. Oh, my God. Definitely have not seen it, but I need to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's also Sirens, which is a mermaid-inspired musical out of some European country that did really well. Um, So I know that those exist. Um, The hardest genre might be action. I think you nailed it. I haven't really heard of like... Like I can only like imagine someone like Tom Cruise on a bike being like, I got to get there. I got to get there. Um, (laughs) And just like what, how those numbers break out. And um, even though I will say, I think that the musical, like in terms of genres, the genre closest to a musical is an action film because so all of the choreography. So, yeah, I was going to say, I can totally see him flying a plane and singing. (laughs) Yes, Tom Cruise yes. would have a ballad. Okay, yes. Just, so Jamie Fox would throw down. All right? I know he Maybe would. Like I know he would. Team Team America was like, but that was puppets. I guess had a, some musical. That aspects, was right? that was art. It did yes. yes, that was art. That was that. no, mm-hmm. like two thousand and three. I feel yeah. like it was around rent. No, oh fuck Ish. yeah. Um, <laughs> Okay, so you, you're you're doing the musicals. You're bossy. Yeah. You're 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 growing up, and you you, you spend mm-hmm. all this. You go from Seminole to Trojan. Yep. And, yep. Same uh, colors. And then uh, yeah. and now you you make what uh, Wish Upon a Disco Ball. What do you what do you feel in terms of like the? Do you think that you would have had the same? Would you have been able to make Disco Ball if you had stayed in Florida? No. Right. no. So you think it's important for somebody, so. if even if you're start off in like a smaller market and you and you you have your dream there, do you feel it's important for like filmmakers that are serious to pick New York, LA, and sort of go for it? Um, 
Yes, because of very like the 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 little piece of the world that I had available to me did not really include filmmaking or music making or I didn't really know too many artists growing up. Um, and so for me specifically, it was important to leave Miami because um, leaving gave me access to other artists and other perspectives and um, going to school almost immediately created a network that I didn't have any semblance of in, in Florida. So for me, yes, there was, I literally cannot imagine what my life would have been like had I stayed in uh, Miami Lakes. It was just <laughs> highly a Miami Lakes um, <laughs> there with my family. It just, I don't, I don't think it would have happened. Going to a place like New York or LA or um, even like Austin, these places that are like hubs for artists. I almost think of it like, you know, it's like an Ivy League school. At Harvard will go and collect all of these incredibly intelligent people and then collect them in this one building. And mm-hmm. you are just like amongst, cre- amongst like obvi- in Harvard sense, you know, just amongst those people in that, that really, really mm-hmm. excelled in what they did. USC did that for me with film. I was, while I was the only person in my cla- my cohort that loved musicals, I know some incredible filmmakers that are phenomenal with like comedy and horror and yeah. Leaving was necessary. Leaving was necessary. Needed to. Oh, uh, more dogs. Time for my dogs to act up. <laughs> I have a cat. Eventually, she's locked outside. I mean, she's outside of my bedroom, but she'll start meowing at some point. Versace is a... Uh, oh, but see, that's cute. Annoying. Barking is just annoying. Cats are, you know. <laughs> but dang. Okay, okay. So it's not necessary. So the short answer is it's not necessary for everyone, but it was necessary for you. Or do you yes. think that it's okay? Yeah, I think yeah, it's hard. It's hard to like pursue a, a career in like filmmaking somewhere where there's nothing really available to you. Yeah. And people then also, are, like, oh, what were you no, say? go ahead. You were going to say? I was just going to say people that have all of it available to them, go them. But um, wasn't me. Few what about you guys? Things. How is it to see in San Diego? I think in San Diego, the the only issue that I have with San Diego is that they, I think they they have a sort of a second city relationship, like Chicago to New York, mm-hmm. but like a but uh, it's almost like it's like quit trying to make San Diego happen because it's it's it'll never it's like there's people that try they're like we can make San Diego just like hey we can make San Diego just like L.A. We can attract movies, and I think this town is only equipped to like handle maybe one or two, maybe three TV shows at a time, a couple of movies at yeah. a time. Um, so what I feel is that you can you can play you can play both sides, like myself and other people that sort of uh, live in San Diego, and it's like, listen, if I have to go meet somebody in LA, it it'll take me two hours. It might take you. 75 minutes to get across LA sometimes with traffic it might take me just two hours so it's not like it's really that much more different than living in LA Mm -hmm. as long as you're willing to put in those drives and put in work you're close enough that you can take your shot but I feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of hobbyists there's the lifers are the ones that are either they get their LA number and they're up there all the time for auditions and then the yeah. other ones that are trying to sort of, oh, but I want to kind of stay here and, and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I feel that if you're a lifer there, you take your shot, you go up there, 
And then once you get a little bit of established, you're like, okay, all right, I know how the LA things. I'm willing to make that drive. I'm willing to spend six hours on the freeway to go to an audition. Um, and then you can kind of come back. The dream for me would be somewhere like middle, like uh, Orange County or like Del Mar or somewhere, you know, up there, like, you know, mm -hmm. where you're like an hour out, you know, that's, that's the dream. But that's for like, that's for like the people that live in Malibu and shit like that. Yeah. That, are, that can be a little bit, you know. Yeah, it does get hard because like everything in LA is so last minute too. It's like you have an audition tomorrow everything. morning and then it's like, oh shit. Yeah, I remember one time I got booked for something and then I was like, okay, it's tomorrow. But then I didn't get the call sheet and I didn't know what wardrobe I needed to wear until literally like 12 a.m., 1 a.m. And I'm like, I have to drive in the morning. <laughs> like, It's yeah. crazy. Call sheets, My both of my roommates that I live with, my brother and our friend from Florida State, they're mm -hmm. actors and... USC was so like so meticulous. We our cow sheets had to be out a certain amount of time. You know, we had yeah. to give all of this information. And so when they're like, "Yeah, my I think I'm supposed to shoot in eight hours. I still haven't gotten a call sheet." I'm like, "What? Yes. What do you mean? That's, That's insane! Yes. I can't believe that." I, can't I was that. like, "Is this still happening?" And I have no idea what to pack. And like, I only have yeah. one ch one chance to pack, and it's like a five day shoot, so I don't know. I got the wrong wardrobe. I was just there. <laughs> I was like, "Y'all didn't tell you me." You were a body. You were a body. <laughs> I was a body. It's fine. But yeah, no, I was thinking. I'm like, if I really want to do it, do it. I have to go to LA. Like, like Lou said, hobbyists or lifers. And I'm like, right now, hobbyists. I love San Diego, but. You know, I, I, it's, so I nice, it's, so, it's so nice. It's hard San to Diego leave. Is so nice. Listen, look, like you can make light. you can make a living doing corporate videos and True. corporate and weddings but and that's stuff soulless. like that. It's soulless. It's that soulless work. You can make a living and stuff like that. But there's a lot of people here, like in the acting community, local, that are people that have either a significant other or a partner that's got tons of money. So they're like, I'm going to pursue acting, but they're really never like. Mm -hmm. They're really never full in. And then there's a lot of people that unfortunately spend their whole year around like these competitions and they're like, you know, where they can get people to work for them for free uh, and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So I have, I have, I have a love hate relationship with the San Diego film community myself. I, I love it. I love supporting young filmmakers. I love supporting the San Diego Latino film festival, obviously, as you know, yeah. um, yeah, and uh, <laughs> and uh, but like I said, I said, if you really, if you're really about it, you have to, you have to at least, have one full food in uh in the la market to do that mm. yep, yeah unfortunately yep. um we're talking with anabel inigo right uh yeah from uh the film wish upon a disco ball um yeah so how has the because obviously i thought um and i got a lot of uh you know, I'm a ego driven as everybody knows. So I got a, I got a boost. Um, and I, and I got a lot of energy out of curating, um, the, 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 I can reuse the showcase. Like I felt, you know, I felt proud that I was the person that was in charge of putting this together. And I was very, very happy. Some people told me it was like one of the best, uh, short film showcases they had ever seen. They loved the, yes, mix, I have the, to give you that. That was one of, of the best. Yeah. And, and I, and I, I'm super appreciative of that, but I have to stop myself because I'm obviously, you know, a narcissist. Uh, I have to stop myself <laughs> uh, from being like, Oh, I'm I did such a good job because honestly it's your film, right? It's the movies that make it. I, I'm a conduit and I, and I put it together and I was very happy for that. But in, in the end, it's the movies that, that make the showcase. 
How has the response been from the for the film in in other festivals? Uh, how did it compare? Was there a difference from it being in a festival with like uh, a big Latino community, or at a festival maybe in a city that wasn't as didn't have as much of a community? Can you speak a little bit about that? Yeah, this is a great question because me and my producers say that the best experience we had um, in terms of our of our film specifically in this showcase was with you guys in San Diego at the Latino Aww. Festival. It was Thank because um, we, one, uh, I met Jess there because we were in the same block and she is now one of like my girls. Um, and two, one of my, I, I have this thing called core memories. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty much like when something crazy happens that I'm going to remember forever, I have established a core memory. I stole this from Inside Out. Yep. Um, but it's just, it's just something. <laughs> the little that, ball like, of light. Yeah. The little yeah. ball of light. Um, and Trust me, I watched the movie 120 times. It's so good. At the Latino Film Festival, um, I had a core memory where Wish Wish played. Um, I had an amazing time. It was it was received so well. Everyone laughed when I wanted them to laugh. Everyone really liked the music. Um but a woman came up to me afterwards. I'm going to freaking cry. A woman came up to me afterwards and she was like, um, how close are you to your sister? And I was like, oh, my sister's my bestie. That's my girl. The film for anyone listening is about um, two Latina sisters that have to reconnect mm-hmm. after their father passes away before the oldest goes to college. And so it's very much like a sister film. It's a sister film about them loving each other and da 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 da. And she comes over to me and she was like, how close are you and your sister? Yeah, and as, this is... Didn't have as much of a community. Can you speak a little bit about that? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. So, um, uh, well, because I'm hearing... Um, yeah, there is, there is feedback, Lou. In what? We're hearing, we're hearing us back. Because um, we, there you go. Okay. Oh, perfect. So this woman pulls me outside while I'm right in front of this very theater where these photos are, and she's like, "How close are you and your sister?" And I was like, "Really close. My sister's my best friend." And she was like, "Um, I wasn't going to come today. I was too busy, and I really, really, and something told me I should show up." Mm-hmm. And um, I haven't spoken to my sister in eight years. And after seeing your film, I'm going to call her on my ride home. Oh. And I was like, y- wow. y- you should call her. You should call your sister. Yes. And she was like, I will. I will. I knew I had to come to the screening today. And I think I think I need to call her. And I remember oh. Rachel, Rachel, my numero uno. I love this girl. My producer, light, light of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I turned to her and I just almost started bawling. And I was like, oh, this is why you make movies. Mm-hmm. To me, I'm, I, you know, it's just like a fun, cute film for me. But to her, it meant something. It was like, a, you know what I mean? And it just kind of like that, a core memory was made that night um, in such an intense way because I think she saw herself in those relationships. She was Latina. Um, and yeah, she was just like so moved by it. And for her to tell me that there, I, I bawled. I was like, Rachel, did you hear what she said to me? And Aww. she was like, Annabelle. <laughs> and she was like, yes, Annabelle, that was very cute. Don't cry. Don't cry. Girl, that was you realizing. <laughs> hey, that's me. That's you realizing <laughs> that you had an effect on people. Like that movie was impactful. Oh my gosh. I yeah. also texted my sister and my sister and I are, we're close but we also have a very complicated relationship mm-hmm. and I remember I was sitting next to Maribel 
um, another actress and she's been on the podcast as well. And that was one of the biggest things that it caused between us was we, we talked about our sisters and like opened up about the, our relationships with our siblings and cried. <laughs> and yeah. you did that. You did that. That was, Girl. I don't think you know how impactful this movie is, especially to like sisters. And yeah. Yeah. That's why I said it at the screening and I'll, I'll say it every time I ever talk about filmmaking ever. Um, everything I make and write is to protect my younger self. Mm-hmm. I Like I went through hardships and stuff. Um, obviously being raised by your grandparents raises complications in other ways. You can only imagine with mm-hmm. like my family and stuff, yada, yada. And um, there are versions of me that needed protection and needed um, versions of herself to look up to and needed relationships in her life that mirrored positive uh, relationships because if I would have seen what a sisterhood relationship could have been like, maybe I could have strived for something. Maybe I could have had better conversations. Maybe I could have um, loved myself better. Uh, and I think that like, that's, that's why I make movies and like wish is sweet. It's for two sisters, but I think the feedback that I've gotten from people in terms of what that film has done, like even hearing your story of you talking about your sisters Mm -hmm. with another Latina. um, That's what I want for the rest of my life. Like when I got my job, I work at Sony pictures television or right now it's halted because of the strike. But um, I told that to my boss in my interview, she's like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I want to be the female Steven Spielberg where I make family films for Latina women and for like all women that look that look like us, but like blockbusters and fun and bright and joyful conversations around people centered that look like us. So yeah. anyways. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And you're it's gonna like, get there. I, oh. Wait, we hope. We hope. We hope. We're getting there. We're getting there. We will. Right. We will. We're, We're live with uh Annabelle Inigo, uh Inigo, sorry, uh filmmaker, seminal Cubana, Dominicana. Uh, hanging I out with it. us, talking, <laughs> talking with us. Uh, Polly, Latino slant stopping by. Here's a plan uh, idea. Sophia comes to LA and conquers. Luis stays in San Diego. Wow, Latino street, Luis. Yeah, no, Polly's, 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 Polly's the president of the Fuck Lou Coalition. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're hanging out. We're talking with Annabelle. Um, Wish upon a disco ball. Is that? Is it going to be? Um, since it's a student film, since it, I'm seeing since it's a USC film, is it? Does it limit where you can screen it? Does it only? Is it only available in festivals and then that? Or at, at one point, are you going to be able to sort of publicly put it out there? Or is it just because you're still trying to see if you can, you know, pivot to a feature for it? Um. So the way that USC does it is the idea is mine. Um, well, they own the actual film itself, but I own the IP. So I'm actually, me and my producers are currently creating and writing outlines for a feature version. And me and my composer are writing, um, we're going to go the Hadestown route and probably write about like 15 songs and record them in a studio and then package that and see if we can shop it around. But that's a very expensive movie. So not the first, and that will not be my first feature. Um, but yeah, USC owns the film so they will license it eventually and they'll have it out there and um we'll find a really great place for it whenever the time comes we're still submitting it to festivals so i think at the end of this year we'll know where will where she lands um but usc lets me keep the rights to the actual project idea so um that's kind of like the way that they do it with students 
Gotcha. Okay. Got it. And is yeah. there a plan for you to do something like like in between, like a short in between there, or are you full focus strictly on I'm going from this to a feature? Um, lately, the world is weird. Lately, yep. I've been doing um, modeling and acting, Ooh, and okay. um, yes, interesting enough. And then I, but I'm gung ho on a feature. I really want to shoot a feature before I'm thirty, and I think um, I. I have an idea for a feature that I can shoot for a quarter of a million. This numbers that like Whoa. movie numbers, movie numbers are not real numbers. I want no, they're not. everyone that's listening. That is not a real number. That is a cheap movie. Um, mm-hmm. I cried when I bought my first $1,000 couch. Um, so for me to even say a number like that is crazy, but um, because so many people get paid in a production and there's all of post and composers and this and that. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh-huh. so something cheaper than a quarter of a million will be my first feature. And I think that's what we're kind of just like angling towards. And then, um, yeah, that's, if a short happens, sure. I have lots of short ideas. I'll apply for grants. Um, but my, Mama feature. wants a feature. Mama wants a feature before 30, baby. <laughs> I want a feature before I'm 30. Is or at least shoot it. Because yes. post might take a long time. But yeah, I want to be true. in production for a feature before I'm 30. Yeah. Movie time is all, also very weird. Well, so. listen, I don't I do not do titles or, or special effects or coloring. But as far as story editing, as far as, as story <laughs> editing, you know, if you, I'm, I'm your guy if you need somebody. There. Oh, yeah. I'm, oh, I'm no, sure. I love acting. Yeah. Oh, we're selling it. We're selling ourselves. Okay, oh. acting. I'll just, I'll be in the back. Oh, I'm it's coming fun. back for y'all. Yeah. Thanks. The way I work yeah. is yes. I, co- I, I stay with the same people. <gasps> I stay with the same crew. I pull them up and oh. we run. We run with it. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to I'll be yeah, an AD. I, 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 got, I got some, I got some chops too. You need a, you need a, you need a big <laughs> I don't really give a nice, deep, you'll have a meaty voice. I can yeah. totally hear it. Yeah, mm-hmm. big, burly, gay Latino. You got me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, put, I'll, put, I'll, I'll put on He's the like, headband. I got a I don't rainbow. Care. I don't care. I don't care. I'll, I'll, I got range. I got, I got chops. Ooh, it's getting hot in here. Why it's getting hot. Yes. Like, what, what, what? That's, oh, this is going to be my move. This is going to be my move all summer. Oh my gosh. It is. It is. It's um I was gonna say um cupcake. Get out the way when you see me. I'm running with the LGBT. No, okay, <laughs> no, no, I'm so sorry. I am a disappointment to my kind. No, oh my no, 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 no. Look, Tallahassee was a special place. Tallahassee was a special okay. place. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Um, all right. Polly says correction, he is the president and founder. Yeah, I got that. Yep. And mm-hmm. uh great to hear this director and her dreams. Absolutely. We love yes. We love chatting to other filmmakers. We love talking about that. And we love, um, you know, it's me and the show. So we want to continue to uh, expand because obviously me and Sophia are both more on the paler side of Latino. She's a little bit more passing than I am, although she's got all those Latina features. I, I'm, I want I'm, these eyebrows, though. I'm dead in that middle. <laughs> I'm like I can't hide it. Luis Martinez, the name or the or, or my skin tone, I can't, I can't, I can't hide it at all. But mm. you know, so we want to kind of always strive to uh, showcase, uh, you know, a Latinx, Latin, Latino, Latino spotlight. Um, and uh, we're happy to have you chatting with us, Annabelle. 
Thank you. I appreciate this so much. This is so much fun. Uh, when you asked me to do this, I literally cleared my schedule. I was like, nope, this day, this yes. day, this day. I'm not doing nothing. I'm not seeing nobody. Ugh. This is the only place in my house that gets good light. I'm directly under my vanity, Thank which you. is where I'm Oh, my God. Direct, directing yourself. <laughs> Perfect. No, we were, so, we were supposed to have you on before, Sophia, when our vacation, but it didn't mm-hmm. sign up. So I was like, look, as soon as we get back, you'll be one of the first few guests that we get on. Um, yeah. I wanted to ask you a little bit, um, you know, from a cultural perspective, because um, we've heard about you as a as a filmmaker, you know, Latina Spielberg, uh, you know, protect. Uh, I love the the thought of uh, protecting the younger you, um, yeah. because I think where my love of films came from is, you know, as a as a child of divorce, whenever I would go back and forth between my parents, one of the things you do with your parents when you haven't been with them a while because you don't know what to do to, to k- kill time is you go see a movies. So, yep. and I've always talked about the pod, on the podcast. I remember since I was a kid, any movie that I saw in a theater, I remember who I saw it with. I remember seeing mm-hmm. Titanic with my mom. I remember seeing Tango and Cash with my dad in a movie theater, like in 1988. Those things stuck out to me very, very roughly. What movies from your childhood sta- uh, stand out for you in that, um, in that way? Like, formative years formative years core memories memories, yeah um i vividly remember watching how to lose a guy in 10 days with my mother and um my mother and i loving that film like loving 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 it and then her going home and reading the reviews for it and everyone just being like this film sucks it's horrible and me looking at my mother and being like we loved that movie (laughs) What are they talking about? I was like young. And um, and so I remember that. I also remember watching um, one of my best for my friends for birthday in first grade, I think, second grade, really, really early on in my life. We A whole group of us went to go see, um, I, I don't know if you guys have ever been to those movie theaters that they have like a, a party room. So you go and watch the movie and then you go to the party room and you do pizza and stuff. Mm. Um, I had a whole special celebration for my friend's birthday while watching Finding Nemo. And I remember that being like a very ex- like vivid, vivid core memory as a child and us having to like line up and us being incredibly excited for this like film. And um, awesome. yeah, I, I have really warm memories around just like uh, family time. Cause I don't remember specific films, but I'm, this is something me and my family would do. We didn't, we weren't super wealthy growing up. And so my mother, she would pack a sandwich and she would pack little bags of popcorn and she would literally go with like a big bag, like a big purse. And she would put all of her snacks in it. And we would go to the, the, what was the theater that was by our house? It was uh, Regal. And we would literally plan it. We were like, all right, at one o'clock, this movie starts. And then at three o'clock, this movie starts. And then you're just going to go to the bathroom. And then I'm going to follow you go to the bathroom. And then at 530, this movie starts. And we (laughs) would spend the entire day just hopping and eating out of my mom's bag. And that was like an activity for us. That was like, people would go to Disney World. We'd go to the Regal Cinema behind my house. And that's awesome. So yeah, I that's what I mean when I say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. And also just an activity. It's a day. It's a whole day. Yeah, that's true. I did that in your. Oh. I did that in your hometown once. Uh, 
on, on the day I took the Wawa to Coconut Grove, I saw <laughs> I saw so Ed, easy back then. I, I saw Ed Wood uh, in the theater there by myself, and then I stuck around and, and saw like another movie afterwards. I don't remember that one, but so yeah, yeah, yeah your love of movie runs deep. I, I, I I'm super I'm super uh, impressed by by that and uh, like the reason for you to want to make movies. Um, Getting into a little bit about like the cultural aspect, you know, um, mm -hmm. the differences between Florida and California obviously are different. The difference between Latinos in California and Florida are different. Being uh, Cubana, Dominicana, um, and being raised uh, in a Cuban household versus sort of, I, I not to assume, but it feels like you know from the movie and from meeting you and from you being out here in California, it feels like your your views sort of tend to be more like California leaving, if that makes sense. Um, was that a, it, has that been a culture shock either getting to California or is it more of a culture shock communicating with your family back home and going back? Which one do you think is, it was a, is, is a bigger jump, the, the jump from being in that environment and then coming here or, or thinking about possibly like visiting or stuff like that. And, and how does that affect you? Um, yeah. How does that affect you? Um, great. Another great question. Louise, my God. Um, I will say that the, the jump from Miami to Tallahassee was crazy. And then Tallahassee to California blew my mind. Um, because I was in Miami. I was specifically in like the highly in Miami Lakes area. Everyone is Latino. Everybody, 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 everybody. It's to the point where I think the school I went to was like 95% Latinos, 4% uh, African American, and then, or just 5% and then a 1% white. Because I, I said this to him, I have a one of my producers and one of my best friends, she's Vietnamese, and I was like, I didn't really know Asian people back in Miami. Um, and you come out to California and the culture is completely different. Mm -hmm. um, there, Mex there are not that many Mexican uh, people in Miami, at least where I was from. It was all Cubans and Dominicans and Nicaraguense and people from Honduras and Colombians. Um, and it's just like, it's a different Latino. It's a different, it's the Caribbean and mm -hmm. it's Latin America, heavily, heavily, heavily. And then you come to LA and it is heavily, heavily Central American. It's very like uh, Mexican and real, like, LA's cute LA's Mexican food don't play I can only imagine San Diego's Mexican food way like, better well <laughs> I know I know y'all y'all eat good but like yeah. re like learning cultures and like even the dialect in Miami I could hear someone and be like that's Colombian I could hear someone be like oh they're like that they're from Honduras like you start to be able to pinpoint people's accents and know where they're from and Mexican culture, I was completely, completely new to. And so I was learning food and learning um, stories and just like, uh, you know, the the cards, the Mexican cards, the... Loteria? The Loteria. Yeah. That, um, like that's, it's it's so like ingrained in the culture and there's so much, I knew nothing about it. And then my, one of my really good friends that I met at USC was like, girl, and <laughs> just like yeah. told me as much as they could. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh my God, like, there's so much culture. So that definitely shook me. Um, going back home now, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> like Miami. <laughs> so, so, you know, I, the jump over here was harder, but now going back is whatever, because um, I, I'm a Californian. I'm not going back to Florida, especially Ooh. with all of the 
the policies and yes. Ron DeSantis, that dictator, and <sighs> um, our horrible, horrible, horrible burning that state into the ground. Mm-hmm. And um, Florida will never see me as a resident ever again until they change. Because I do love Miami, but I love I love myself and my family and um, people's rights more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if there was yes, a state, if there was, if there was a state that was. California and Florida and New York probably are the states that ha- are most dependent on Latino workers and mm-hmm. culture yeah. in this entire plan. For you to turn around and say, we're going to do all these things to alienate, to disenfranchise all these Latino families, mm-hmm. you know, making it so that everybody feels unwelcome, exodus of workers. Uh, they're basically saying now, you know, they're trying to pass laws that say you can't, that they're not going to recognize licenses from other states that's specifically targeted to people that there's states that where you don't need a social security to get a license. And they're like, well, what about, so that means what in California, you can get a license, right? Does that mean that Florida no longer wants tourists in Florida? Because you're telling me that if I go, if I go rent a car in Florida, you're going to tell me, no, your license is not valid. You can't drive in Florida. They, the, it makes it's they're fascist dog whistles, and it's 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 one of the dumbest dumbest moves uh, by uh, the the fascist governor there. Mm, yeah, have you yeah. seen those photos that were circulating of just like the fields of yeah, um, fruit and stuff that were just completely empty, like empty fruits rotting because there's nobody to pick them. Construction yeah. sites completely, completely unfinished because there's no one to finish. I think the actual law, because for a while I was like, oh, he's just an idiot. No, it goes deeper than that. It was like, it was so malicious because mm-hmm. it's not, he can probably get behind and being like, that's not my intention. We know exactly what your intention is. The policy was something along the lines of like businesses with over 15 people have to prove the citizenship of every single person. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, if you don't uh, show that you're not a valid business. And so you can't practice in the state of Florida and you're just like, okay. And, and that's why you see these photos of these like construction sites unfinished and these huh. fields unpicked because immigrants make most of the agriculture freaking market. So it's like, oh, they feed the workforce, us, they I mean. take care of our so kids, much labor. Yeah. they mm. clean our houses, they process our meat, all this stuff. And <laughs> it's such a short-sighted, stupid stance to take that set. On the bright side is we oh. gain California gains Annabelle, so that's good. Yeah, hey, yeah. yeah. I'm staying here forever. It won't see yes. me back. I guess the I will I, visit sure, but yeah. I guess the follow-up part of that is because like you said, you said at the beginning, Cubans sort of feel like they're white. Like they're like mm-hmm. they sort of feel a little bit like they've been chosen, right? Um, because of because of the dry of, foot policy, because of the yeah, because of this, because of this beef between you know the U.S. and Cuba in the fifties and sixties, um, yeah. and because of a policy change, it could have just. It, and you know what? If it had been Colombia, I'm sure that Colombians would feel you know like they were chosen and they and like they've been assimilated into whiteness. Yeah. Um, but you being Afro Latina and also being Cuban, that do you? Do you not waste your time with that part of it? Or do you feel since you're sort of, you know, because, for example, as a guy, as a man, as a Latino, I'm Colombian. Sometimes I feel like I have to sort of and this the show is part of it. 
um, reach out to like less sort of evolve friends and, and people in my life and sort of be like, hey, you, you don't have to be bigoted. You don't have to be homophobic. You don't have to be misogynistic. You look, I changed, you know, other people can can sort of evolve as well. Mm-hmm. But at, at the same point, I'm like, it's also not my job, but I do put some in for effort into it. When it comes to that aspect of it, like the Cuban sort of not monolith, but that they do tend to vote more center right. And they do have a sort of a different opinion. You know, you saw Cubans were some of the ones that were like, yeah, get them out of here. They don't want to work. They don't have papers. You know, get them go. Do you do you feel any sort of like need to sort of address that and sort of and go back to that? Or do you just kind of feel that it's not necessarily something that you have to spend energy on? Um, so it's a, it's worth saying the leader of the Proud Boys is literally a Cuban man. Um, and yes. And it's worth saying that you can drive around Miami right now and there are Trump 2024 flags flying on houses. Um, I have empathy for everyone. Always. I always try to understand why people do things. I think that, um, Cubans have to be the most self, those specific Cubans, because I know some incredibly liberal, some really, really great Cubans, obviously. Um, But Cubans have to be one of the most self-hating, you know, groups in Latin culture, because how do you separate your culture, your island that was literally part of the slave trade? There were slaves dropped off on your island back, back, back in the day, you were a hub for tobacco for, you know, the empire. And that's all you were for a while. And then it kind of just became this division of who was out in the fields and who like worked in the, in in El Campo and then who was in the city and who was lighter skinned. And they were able to kind of just separate themselves and be like, I'm that you're this, we don't, we, so clearly we're better. And they've done that now with just like the same, um, these same policies of like, when I found out the leader of the Plow Boys was Cuban, I was like, how? And then I was just like, oh, you, you don't think you're a Latino Cuban man. Mm-hmm. You think you're a white dude. Yep. So you because need you to do truck, everything. Yeah, yeah. You need to do everything in your power to convince yourself day in and day night so deeply that you have to lead these people to hate your, you know, to hate the others. Mm -hmm. I, there's no way that that man looks at himself in the mirror. It's like that one Dave Chappelle sketch where he's blind, but he's like a KKK member. You know what I mean? It's just like you, the amount of loopholes that you mentally have to go through to be able to differentiate yourself. um, I feel bad for you because you have to hate your, you, you have to hate yourself. There are versions of yourself that you have to not see um, for you to be able to make that make sense. And so I, I try my, I, we have a Welo loco, my, my, my biological grandfather. Mm-hmm. Um, every time he sees me, he loves talking about how much he loves Trump. One time I went to go see him. He had a Kim Jong-un shirt. And he oh, was like, no. ha, 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 Annabelle, look at this. Look at, and I'm like, yeah. Abuelo loco. <laughs> let's be oh, real. Look, yeah. to- to, to, you to were in pri- you went to prison, sir. Oh and you're no! You're a human man. What do you mean you're here with a Trump shirt in front no. of me? <laughs> and you're I'm just like, 
Because you say I, you can't do nothing to me that Fidel I'm has not already done. I'm terrified of going to Florida now. I'm going in like a few months. Look, to, oh, you're going to enjoy Florida. Florida's beautiful. Miami's yeah. fucking beautiful. South yeah. Beach is fucking awesome. The Keys are beautiful. Will Smith made a song. Yeah. Florida's Florida, um, Florida's fucking awesome, and it's full of great Latino culture, which is why it's so weird that it's there. To yeah. to to clarify, there's plenty of Mexicans in Texas, Colombians in Florida, and New York. There's there's plenty of second, third generation Latin oh, yeah. Americans, South Americans that sort of have this. I'm gonna close the door behind me policy, which is, oh no, I'm here. I ain't the I ain't the beaner wetback anymore. Yeah, you know, I'm second, third generation. I'm cool now. I'm one of the whites. You know, the, oh, the rest of y'all, you know, and stuff like that. So it does happen. But I do think that it is fair to say that in the Cuban community, it is also a little bit more pronounced because of that relations that have the dry foot, all that stuff that happened in Cuba. Yeah. And stuff mm-hmm. in the day. So, but yeah, so it is, it is interesting. I'm glad that we have you here to sort of talk about it. Yes. So just everybody just listen, man, just look, like you said, just because you look the part, you talk the part, they hang out with you. They compliment you on your truck with the big tires. Doesn't mean that at the end of the day. Because you have the balls hanging out the back of your truck. Yeah. You're like, sir. Oh, God. Because, I hate that. Yeah. They're, they're, look, all, they th- all they're thinking is, oh, we got one of the good ones. Or this this allows us to, you know. Yeah. Same, same thing if you're you gay or Republican. Yeah. Say if you're trans and a Republican. You're just talking piece, a, a tool for them to use. You're a, you're a beard. You're a beard. You allow them to say, look, we're not racist. We got a Cuban. Look we at got our friend. Yeah. Yeah. Look right? who's our leader. It's like, I, and then it's, it, yeah. If I was a racist, no. would we let a Mexican hang out with us? What? 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 Like, Come on. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No, it's, it's so silly. It's so sad. I hope that, um, you know, all of these kids can start getting mad at their parents and, or, you know, they just eventually go away. And, 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 you know, just like these old crazy Republicans are just like, they're really, really bringing down Florida. And if, as we've said so much before, it's just like, um, maybe the orcas the state will get them. better when they're not. <laughs> I know. Yep. Just go get, go get them. Go get them, orcas. <laughs> go get right, them. We're hanging out with Annabelle. Yeah. Uh, you'll eventually be able to catch her movie, Wish Upon a Disco Ball. You can follow her at Annabelle Inigo on Instagram. Yes, please, and, please. Um, you know, help her. I'm sure she'll be posting stuff when she's getting ready to make her next feature. So, Everybody go out there and follow her. All right, we're gonna jump into some tabs, Annabelle. You can hang out with us as long as you like, all right? We're gonna we're Oh, gonna I'd love into, to. We're gonna jump into news and culture I was reactions. Say, she got political, so we have to come on. Yeah, we're gonna get in, we're gonna, yeah. gonna we're gonna jump into some stuff, right? Let's see what we're gonna get into first here. All right. So um topical right now, or just let's get into some news right now. So um there's you talked about Andrew Tate. Oh, oh, we're gonna we're get gonna, we'll, we'll, we'll oh, get we're into, gonna. We're gonna get into. We're gonna get into. But let's do. Some, let's do news before we do hellscape watch. All right. Um. So, <laughs> is this a cultural thing? All right. Would you pay? So these people. The, um. There's a submersible that went down to check out the Titanic footage. Uh-huh. Uh. They're down there. Six Ooh. people. They're all billionaires. Um. They're hearing banging sounds. The latest is they had about 40 hours worth of air left as of like a few hours ago. Um, but would you pay $250,000 to go down and see the wreckage of the Titanic? Didn't no, they get lost? absolutely not. They got lost. They, they're lost. They're, yeah, they- they're just like lost in the water to not be found. 
Oh no. And yeah, how much longer did you say they have until they run out of air? Well, they had 96 hours a couple of days ago, so I think they're they're down to 40 hours. Fuck. But, but basically, listen, I'm a little claustrophobic, so I wouldn't be able to get inside of one of those things anyway. Also, you uh, paid $250,000 to go visit to go to go end up just like Leo did. I mean, listen, I don't want to knock them too hard so, just because they're about to die. So let's, you know, let's all hope they catch them. Not for their billionaires. Them. That's true. Oh, man. <laughs> My water bottle says I'm trying to, rich. I'm trying to force some sympathy. I know, right? <laughs> I'm trying to force some sympathy here. But you know what? Yeah, I don't really care much. But, you know, you paid that much. Come on. You could have funded an entire woman shelter. Yeah. You could have homed several people. I mm-hmm. mm, I would not pay. And I don't, you know what I mean? I'm just like, that's you ridiculous. you need to be better with your money. You need to yeah. be better and kinder with your money. And no, absolutely this not. Is, this is also something that was like made by hand. And apparently they're using like a PlayStation joystick to navigate what? it. Like, like it's all very like it's a it's a man-made machine like it's not like this is made by like a shipping company this is something that people made <laughs> wait what and what why do they pay so much money what because was- of because these people have gone down successfully a few times um oh. so it's basically like a thing where these people like just how you saw in Titanic the same thing that they went down with the little thing but this is actually a little people. tiny submersible fits six people, and they charge uh, two hundred fifty thousand dollars to go down. What's up, Rebecca? Thanks for stopping by. Hey, what's up, Thea? Um, so yeah, so that's that's kind of a culture. That's a white people thing, I guess. Going, yeah, because they, yeah, they paid a day. I think I recently read also that the first man-made um, paid shuttle went to space too, like a couple of yeah. a couple of was it SpaceX yeah. or was it? I know Elon is like um, shit with that. I think it was an Elon bought uh thing. Yeah, but, Amazon's yeah, doing just... it. Uh there's a bunch of people that yeah. Would you guys pay to yeah, go to crazy. space? Mm, that I might you I you're thinking about it. Listen, I like space. What if it wasn't too much? What if it was like two thousand dollars? It's not gonna be, but what if it was to go to space? To go to space. The goddess, I'm sorry, I don't know why I came out like this. The goddess spies. <laughs> spies. Go to spies. Oh, that's spies. That's gonna spies. Yeah. <laughs> At $2,000 um, to go to space, listen. $5,000. Look, I think it'll get down to $5,000. If I, if I reach to see 90 then fuck yeah, let's go. Let's do it. You know? Yeah, because then that'd be that'd be a fine way to go out. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't care. If I can get a space hooker on the way out. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Listen, I want to know space if the space are not included, Luke. Uh, sorry, sorry. All right, you gotta pay extra. Gotta I pay mean, extra. there would if if we ever because like I'm only imagining that that would be spaceships, the equivalent to what we have here, like as a cruise, and so yeah. they'd have like events. They definitely have yeah. like you know gentlemen's clubs with strippers and yeah, um, space okay. hookers. Right. It'd be like it'd be like soul plane. Yeah, right. like who did you see Xenon? Xenon the oh, what's Zebulon? I'm trying the, to remember the song. The song, yeah, yeah. Okay, ah, oh, fuck, I, ah, boys, my supernova. No, that is that's oh. a Raven girl. <laughs> you, you, you were doing it. You were doing it. Supernova. Yeah, my supernova girl. 
what is it? I forgot the rest, but it was so good. Raven was in it. Mm. Uh, See, this is the Raven name. Oh. Protozoa. <laughs> Protozoa. This is the CEO uh, of Ocean Gate, which is a company talking mm-hmm. about uh, stopping at Camper World to find parts for the submarine that they're making. An experimental submersible vessel which has not been approved or certified by any regulatory body and could result in physical injury, disability, emotional trauma, or death. Where do I sign? Oh, take your shoes off. That's oh, okay. oh, oh, oh. wow. Wow. Inside, the sun has about as much room as a minivan. So this is not your grandfather's submersible. <laughs> we only have one button. That's it. Oh no! So they're even quality. sitting crisscross applesauce, just like yeah, like no, the dude. Like I, the only five person sub in the world that can reach Titanic depths, two point oh, no. four miles below the sea. No, it's also the only one with a toilet. So, <gasps> and yet I couldn't help noticing how many pieces of this sub seemed improvised. We can use these off-the-shelf components. I got these from uh, Camper World. We run the whole thing with this game controller. Oh no! Listen, I don't know how long if anybody else is a gamer like me, but my video game controllers. This feels like a joke. No way! Someone paid two hundred and fifty k. What? Two hundred fifty thousand, and they're getting parts at Camper World, and they're it's it's a it's a it's a gaming controller that that steers the ship. That's wild. That's insane. (laughs) That that is insane to me. They didn't do their research, did they? Oh, no. Look, but oh, apparently no. the newest well, I... on this, and it's happening, so I figured we'd mission. Um, they've apparently heard knocking sounds. They're obviously looking through them through echo location. But the problem is that there's really no machine or submarine that has, like, a tow package that's going to be able to go down there and get them. So their best bet is that they get this lodge somehow. They're, the theory is that they might either – here's the things that could have happened. They could have just exploded on the way down, you know, because of the pressure, because there's mm-hmm. like thousands of pounds per square inch of water down there as you get that low. Mm-hmm. Um, so they could already be dead. They could have gone and toured the wreckage because they go down and they get into the Titanic wreckage and part of the Titanic wreckage could have moved, shifted, and they could be stuck in the wreckage mm-hmm. or the ship could have failed and it's floating at the top of the sea somewhere in a vast, infinite space um, that it's going to be hard. So oh it doesn't, it doesn't, it, it, like, listen, I know we're joking That's around crazy. a bit. I can't think of what, uh, like, I don't know if I would rather be in a tiny coffin for 90 hours and die of, a, of, die of air, or if I, I would know. rather just like, open and you can't open it from the inside so it's not like they can even panic and open it it can only be open from the outside so they're stuck in there they're just stuck there they're just stuck in there or if i would rather just be eaten by a shark i don't know i think (laughs) i think i'd rather just be like enjoy my belly shark oh my god you also have to just imagine what your mind is doing yeah no the anxiety my anxiety would take me out i could yeah i can't open i can't open it from the inside look you know like when you go to a you know when you go to a water park and they have those 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 slides where part of the slide is like covered yeah Mm -hmm. it's like i don't i don't i don't like those slides 
So <laughs> I don't, oh I don't, do you don't those. even have all those. I, that I don't even, buddy. I don't even, I don't even, I, those immediately get, I triggered. So for me, uh, that's a, that's a hard pass on that. That's but so look. crazy. I feel bad yeah. though. Like I do and I don't like, no one deserves to go out like that. That's messed up. 92 hours of torture. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. Eat the rich. I know. Well, 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 but, but, but on, in the same space, did you guys hear about those Colombian children? Is that yeah, part, yeah, is that, that also part? Or is that for stuck. later? No, no, no. I have, I didn't have that, but yeah, they, they, they got stuck. They got, they crashed into the Amazon. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. They, sur- they got they lost. Survived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They survived because oh, they, they had, yeah. they had one bag yeah. of flour. Wait, wait, do you want, okay. So they I actually, I went down a deep hole. The the levels to this are crazy. So their father had been um their father had been threatened by a local cartel. And so he ran on foot to another to another little city and he worked for 2 months did not reach out to his wife, did not reach out to his children. He worked for 2 months to make enough money to send an airplane to go get them. He finally calls his wife and says, hey, I've worked up enough money. I'm sending a plane to come get you and the kids. Meet here. Bring the children. Blah, blah, blah. She mentions this to somebody in her village. And he fe- he's like, something's not right. You know, the spirits are saying this is not safe. I'm going to go with you on the plane. Everybody, the plane crashes in the middle of the forest. And um, everybody on the plane dies except for the four children. So the pilot, the mom, and the man that went to go and protect. And right. then the mom died the f- right away or she she survived and then she told them to go away, not to not to stay with her, right? Was it something like that? I oh, think? I don't I don't know. I don't know if she dies right away, but I know that what eventually ends up happening in these is these four children survive in the forest mm-hmm. for 40 days. The the caravan, the people that are looking for these children is led by the father that worked to go and send the kids. And um, like 20, maybe a little less, maybe like 15 days into the search, the president of Columbia tweets that the children are found and then had to rescind and say the children are not found. We found proof that the children could still be alive because they started finding fruit. Little pieces of bitten fruit mm-hmm. and footprints in the in the in the forest. Yeah, and this fourteen. Uh, uh, she was thirteen or fourteen. I think she was thirteen. This thirteen-year-old girl. It was four of them. She, it was thirteen, the older sister, and then it was a nine-year-old, a four-year-old, and an eleven-month-old baby. Oh my god! And she yeah. kept them al- And she kept them alive. It's fucking crazy. For and they 40 just, I think it was. For 40 days, that little girl must have been. And then I think they were indigenous too. And so the grandfather was also like, oh, she'll know how to survive because we were familiar with these parts of the forest, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But it's like, And I guess you their, know, their grandparents had taught them how to like survival stuff, right? They're, yeah. So. The very That's recent. And, and another case of being lost, but a happier ending where the kids were found. Um, crazy, crazy, crazy. I wouldn't survive two days. One day, shit. No, I just the night. I, <laughs> I get stung by a little mosquito. I'm like, oh fuck. No, that's <laughs> end it. That's hardcore. That's hardcore. That's a lot of stuff there. Um, yeah, man. So we're 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 hoping for oh the best God. for them, but you know what it is like, man. You you took Stay that right, and these people, and, and just at the beginning of the video, they're like, hey, blah blah blah. Hey, where do I sign? And yeah. literally, some rich people are like, <sighs> fuck it. We'll know right, by I'm next a- week. We'll we'll have a. 
ending yeah. to this tragic tale. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to drop this uh, article link in the chat real quick because our friend at um, SD Vets, uh, who I met at, uh, he came out with his wife to uh, karaoke a few weeks ago, um, did an article about us. And uh, and he specifically was specifically, uh, uh, you can go to ladineclub.com. Uh, he did an episode uh, about the 30th ending of Latino Films Festival and the Ike Reyes Showcase, which you're a part of. Um, oh, I, put hey. that, I put that uh, interview in the in the in the comment section. Uh, but he talked about myself and Sophia, uh, and about myself. Uh, Sophia is an actress with a psychology degree, and he talked a little bit about us. So put some pictures up. So much love to Michael Caro. Um, Thank you, Michael. Of, uh, Thank you, Michael. You know, you do a lot of work for veterans uh, groups here in San Diego and LA. Um, so thank you very much for the shout out. I did get a chance to finally read the article. So we do appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, listen, awesome. one thing that it could, it could have been the orcas. Look, maybe the orcas were chilling over there and they saw this uh, vessel come down and they're like, we don't only have to destroy uh, <laughs> ships in a specific part of the world. Did you notice oh, that I added man. the orca to our intro? I did see that. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. saw that. I saw that. And then I was wondering also, Phenomenal. when did you when did you add Pedro Pascal and have I just been missing him the whole time? Look, you always I, I'm I always, always walking. I know, I'm always You're always either on I your know. phone or you walk away and I'm like and I'm <laughs> like Sophia's what? missing Sophia's one of my favorite parts is looking right here at the bottom of the screen because I see you guys reaction. even when I and I just look at like the people that like don't know nothing about the show and like what is all yeah, this fucking desvadre? And they're yeah. like I love what did you like? You liked because I saw Annabelle. Annabelle was like, and then she was vibing with the song, and I was like, oh. I, <laughs> I was at first. I was like, okay, I get it, I get it, and then I didn't, and then yeah. I loved it. I was like, oh, this is. It was so like heavy, heavy like Vine meme culture, like the internet raised me kind of energy. So yeah, yeah, I yeah, think, yeah. um, uh, what was his name? The the one that started getting mad at the interview. I I couldn't believe what I was oh, hearing. Oh, um, the uh, yeah yeah yeah. The, freaking, we're going live. Uh, this sucks. This Bill sucks. Bill O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly. We'll do it live. Yeah. We'll do it live. We'll do yeah, it that's, live. Such a, that's such a fucking. Um, that's, what, that's like one of the original classic. internet memes, man. That was the best classic. one. Uh, yeah, no, I just so like good. to. I just every every week I change the thumbnail at the beginning, and then I just find green screen videos on YouTube, and I just add random <laughs> things. Like I added. Uh, I added uh, the John Cena, and I added uh, and I added the um, James Bond guy, where he was. Oh, Daniel yeah, Craig! I, I saw him. Daniel, I saw Craig, Daniel Craig, Daniel yeah. Craig dancing. <laughs> so I yeah. just like I just added all good. kinds of stuff. Yeah, but I added the killer whales this week as well. Um, so killer whales have been attacking ships apparently, and people are trying to figure out what it was. Um, they also got ratio. They they ratioed because somebody from the Atlantic thought it would be a good idea to write an article say killer whales are not our friend. Stop, <laughs> root, stop rooting for the orcas ramming boats, and they got super super oh, super no. ratio. <laughs> somebody, uh, you know, somebody they got super super ratioed on it. Um, but listen, man, like I am I am for our new orca overlords. So, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be just fine. Yeah, why not? Yeah, this it's I like this one here. Sink the rich. Sink the rich, yeah. yes. Look, after the first two or three, it's them being like, Hey, don't come here anymore. 
And I feel like the the logical response should be like, okay, (laughs) it's yours. (laughs) You know what I mean? True. That's your your water. Fuck the balls. The orcas are tired of our shit. If I did it. (laughs) Well, because wasn't it? Didn't they also find out that it was one that was teaching the other killer whales how to do it? Oh, that's they were. She was hold. She was hosting like classes. She was like, "All right, guys, you come over. We're gonna get it from the front, and then we get it from the back, and then we push it over." And then she was teaching them. And all they're doing is like disabling like the rudders and stuff. Like just basically, they're not killing the people on board. They're just making it so that you're dead in the water, so that you're just a floater. You're not. You're not. (laughs) I love it. That's Um, harmless. See, listen. I think the orcas are listen. Orcas have been in captivity for a very long time. Yeah. You know, SeaWorld had to release them. Like Shamu, they, man. Shamu, a, they're avenging free, Shamu. Is what it free is. Willy. I think <laughs> right now the top three, I don't know if you're going to go top three or top five most vengeful animals. Uh, they're trying to crack that list because remember Me. elephants? Remember oh. the elephants? <laughs> remember the elephant that like went, they, that they, 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 she went to some chick's funeral and stomped her out again because they had they yeah. had heard yeah. So elephants are one of and then I and then I think it's crows right? Is it crows or ravens where they will teach other generations to hit, like if you're mean to a crow, they will they will generationally know. Hey, the guy that lives at this house, fuck that guy. You know, the, I love crows. Crow, yes. crows, crows, and now orcas. I didn't know that. I guess cats, but cats are more just like aloof and. You know, stuff like that. I don't oh. think I would put them on the like vengeful list, but but orcas are up there. Oh, I love orcas. Good for yeah. them. Good for I them. love them for that. I yes. love them for that. They should definitely go get the people from from the Titanic right now. Well, Fuck. I can only imagine that the orcas that were released from SeaWorld finally, you know, went and found a pod and was like, Y'all want to hear some crazy shit? <laughs> Y'all want to hear what they did to me? And then, you know, the other friends just kind of like hyped up and they were like, roll out, roll out. They go, they go like, oh, gang, gang on them. Oh they my go, they, God. Gang, gang, right and die. They're like, uh, they're like Zola. They're like, y'all want to hear how me and SeaWorld fell out? <laughs> oh man, justice for Shadow. What happened was, what, what happened was. All right, moving right along. Exactly. This is uh, this is a positive story from Pride this month. You know, we talk a lot oh, about health, healthscape, but this is the uh, wrestler CM Punk during a recent live event. Sorry. Some of the proceeds when you purchased the bar went to support trans youth. Yeah. Wait, why'd I go silent? Message. Somebody in particular, don't know who it is, nameless, faceless, faceless person on the internet, said, Why do you support that trash? And I thought about it. I thought about replying. But you can't argue with stupid, okay? You just can't look stupid. Yes. I support trans kids, trans grown ups, gay, straight, lesbian, whoever, is because I know when I was growing up. I didn't fit in anywhere, but it was because of the clothes I wore, what my hair looked like, the music I listened to. Those are all things I can rectify. I can cut my hair, I can listen to jazz, I don't know what. But to be somebody who's gay, 
lesbian, especially trans. I don't know what it feels like to be trapped in a body that I don't feel I belong in. That is why I support that. Because I know I didn't feel it anywhere until I found pro wrestling. And all the freaks and geeks in the locker room were just like, hey, maybe because they're a little bit psychotic and they couldn't hold on. Real job. I'm surprised people are cheering. Support yeah. 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 Go off, King. This, oh, I love this. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm surprised there's not more, yeah. you know, hoorah, like, I hate. I didn't expect them to be that. Yeah, I didn't expect them to be like, yeah. yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. Well, I love CM Punk. Mm. It's um, it's something where it's like, there is a point where obviously, like an artist, when you're in artistic spaces and you're like, you know, LGBT rights, and you're just around a ton of like people that already support that that idea of like preaching to the choir. But when you see videos like that, mm. you know there is some racist. Like transphobic, sexist, mm-hmm. mf'er in the audience that right. has to stay quiet because yeah. if he were to boo, someone next to him would. And it's in those spaces yes. where change actually happens. I love that. I love that. I love that. Yes, that absolutely. that made my day. Yeah, because oh, you 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 think about the cross section of people who might be homophobic or transphobic and a wrestling fan, and there's probably some crossover there. A lot, definitely. You know, yeah. so, <laughs> so for so for them to be supportive in that audience, you're right. You know, like I said, sometimes you do have to speak to the choir because you know, and we've talked about this when we talked with the crew uh, with the movie about femicidio. Which mm-hmm. is a lot of the time, those microaggressions are stuff that is contained to to peer groups, friend groups, family groups. You know, a lot of misogynist mm-hmm. stuff that I learned, I learned from family members, cousins, uncles, friends of the family and stuff like that. That's all stuff like that. So when you get to that level and you can speak back on it and be like, no, that, that, that it is those jokes are actually bullshit or I don't really feel that way. It's, you know, it's a it's a good it's a good point where you can actually get some some learning and some changes can be made. Yeah, good for CM Punk. I think we definitely need allies to, you know, speak out and to these transphobes, to these homophobes, to everybody who is, you know, only going to listen to a straight white man. Um, So kudos to him for doing it, especially in a space where it's probably not the most accepting. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, we stand. Because preaching right. to the choir is it's nice to know that those spaces exist. Right. Um but... for people that want to be in those spaces. And but then there's like it's just it hits different when you know it's not a safe space, but you say it anyways. So mm-hmm. okay. yeah, absolutely. Yes. absolutely, man. That's 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 it right there. All right. Has anybody checked on Tom Holland recently? No, uh, how's he doing? Uh, he loves his he loves he's his still Zendaya. His love is he loves right. his little lady. The oh, reason I'm asking is because some new images from the next uh, Zendaya, Jess O'Connor, and Mike Face in the new movie Challengers came out. Oh. And here's some of the first images. Oh. This is Zendaya. Ooh. And in this movie, I guess she's a tennis prodigy. And she has uh, two uh, white boyfriends. <laughs> It's acting. It's her job. So then the memes start Tom Holland right now. Of course. <laughs> Tom, Tom, this is Tom Holland right now. Uh, yeah. So is it is it just acting, Sophia? What is what is what is uh, 
let me ask you this as mm-hmm. a let, let me ask you this as an actress and then i'll ask annabelle as a director okay as an actress if you are in a committed relationship and when i say committed relationship this is what i mean because this is the video of them mirroring each other oh oh wow. this is, yeah. oh, i love that what the hell oh my gosh the, they're pretty they're pretty synced up in terms of they're so cute oh yeah i mean these this is goals right i mean obviously right this is as i sit here pretty and single this hurts to watch but i, <laughs> I know <laughs> when you said when you said in a committed relationship i was like lou who where <laughs> i haven't had really. in a minute no i obviously yeah. i'm not you know but i'm just saying hypothetically like, yeah this is the, this is this, this is where they are relationship wise like they're mirroring each other adorable cute hard, goals hard, um, hard, OTP, hardcore yes. right mm-hmm. um Let's say you let's say that happened for you in the future, and then you are in a movie <laughs> that you are you are calling <laughs> one day, yeah, 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 one one day in the future, one day in the future. Uh, and you're land. and you're in a movie that requires you to be in these types of situations. You know, uh-huh. I don't know, if, I don't know if anything more happens. I did see the trailer; they didn't really it seemed like they were like busting the threesome there. But um, when you're in, how much of um, how much of the relationship would 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 play a part in you turning down or fighting back against a role or something like this? Ooh. Like, um. Then, okay. Continue. No, no. And then for Annabelle, the question would be the opposite. How how hard would you are you willing to if you really want this in your movie? You know, like mm-hmm. you're like you think about it and you're like, you know, I want I want musical, but a musical needs a sex scene. And uh, uh, and I, I need a protagonist. Like I yep. need a prota- I need a protagonist that's down for a boy boy girl, uh, at least in theory. Um, how how hard do you push? Versus, you know, you have the right actress, you have the right actors, but they're a little uncomfortable with it. How at what point do you do you have do you go out and maybe keep looking for an actor versus sort of toning back based on what they're comfortable with? And then for Sophia, how do you feel as an actress where you can push back against your partner if they're uncomfortable for you being in the situation, even though it is only acting? Yeah, I think um, in the hypothetical, obviously, I'm in love and happy and I respect their opinion. Right. And value their their boundaries. So, okay, it's hard because I think it would it would be. Valuing their boundaries and everything, I, I would it would be a conversation to be had and I think it would be weighing the options of what how relevant and how impactful is this film going to be for my career um and is it worth making my partner uncomfortable maybe upsetting them talking to them and seeing and also having them weigh the options i think ultimately it's gonna be my choice um but yeah i would want to hear how they feel i would definitely it would be super transparent this is the script this is what it entails this is how it's going to go down if you need to meet the co-stars if you need to be there okay if you need to not ever see it to make you feel comfortable okay we need to just talk about it and see if there's something we can agree upon communication is key and and then yeah because if it's also a shit movie that i don't want to be a part of if it's going to make my partner in the slightest uncomfortable then i just won't do it but if it's like a marvel movie or something that's like life-changing then i'm going to be like i'm sorry sweetie like i need to do this sorry yeah yeah all right and annabelle 
Um, I think that's something that has to be in the script, like from the go. Um, that's not something you can just like add after you've cast. Mm -hmm. So I think that like, that's a conversation I have with my actors really early on. Hey, this film requires this specific scene with these specific actions. You will be doing X, Y, Z. Um, there's a new thing now in Hollywood, intimacy Intimacy coordinators. So you, yeah. And so you would pretty much be like, I know that on on any set where I ever ask someone to take their clothes off and be in a space like that, I'll be like, We'll have an intimacy coordinator. I will be on set. I'll make sure that you're comfortable. Um, and so those discussions will be had before I agree to cast them, um, depending on how like important it is for me in the film and for the story. Um, you don't make a happy movie without a happy crew. I just, I don't, you know, like good movies, really good movies come from just like good experiences on set and off set. Yeah. So uh, that's just, that's a conversation that happens before you Absolutely. say yes before before your pen hits the paper mm. your your naked body will be pressed against someone else's naked body are you okay with that <laughs> <laughs> Look, yes. in my experiences um and there's maybe been only a few film maybe actually you know what maybe three or four times in, in movies where we there's been a sex scene that was written into it but since we're indie filmmakers, everything's self-financed, and a lot of these people are working for us for free, um, right. you know, because it's it's a local, it's an indie, it's it's zero budget. Like, you know, I feed people very well, I treat them well, I get them their footage, but hey, listen, this is us. We're not, you know, actors, unfortunately, are the last people to get paid, um, you know, and at the indie level. They're, 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 yes. it's, it's like, I'm sorry, I need, I, I can find actors for free, but I need a good sound guy. I need to rent the camera gear, unfortunately. And they're like, and that's the trade-off because they need credits, they need work. So I always felt that if I'm putting them in that position that I would sort of defer to them, I would I I'm I'm open to modifying what the vision is because of the fact that we're doing this exchange of work, et cetera. Um, and I've been surprised because like, for example, one of the early films I had, there was this girl and it was written as like she was in laundry and she was seducing this guy and she was actually drugging him. And I was like, you know, but we can just do something like this. And she's like, no, no, that's not sex. And then the actresses themselves are the ones that were sort of giving me feedback. They're like, well, no, you know what? I actually have some stuff like this and, I, and I'm comfortable wearing it. So I think it depends on what level you are. You're right. I think 100% of the time it, it comes before. But it's also weird because he's an actor. He's an actor as well. So exactly. You know, he understands. And, you, I know, think. you know, he's a, you know, you know, he got to make out with. Uh, Zendaya so yeah I'm sure (laughs) have an agreement it's fine yeah and also I can only um he also recently made a comment on um people were asking him about that umbrella performance that he had Mm -hmm. and um and they were basically just asking like how do you feel with everything that you did you know breaking breaking uh the molds of um toxic masculinity and he was like I grew up in an environment where male toxic masculinity was like not even a thing. I can't even say the word right. Um, So it wasn't like revolutionary to me. I heard you want me to be in tights and you want me to dance on stage with an umbrella to Rihanna. That sounds like a good time. (laughs) Yeah. You know, he didn't, he didn't do it for the culture. He did it for the fun. And I think that there's something really freeing in that. Um, That was his dance of seduction though. That was, that was, that was like letting her know. He bagged her. Yeah, I think yeah. that was that was the yeah, that was the that final. Was the, that, was, that, <laughs> was like, that was like engagement that was, chicken. That was that was there. That was on. That was, that was pussy wet. I mean, the floor yeah. and and mm-hmm. Zendaya. 
Um, and me, you know, just all of us. That's like when I, you know, so. cook cook breakfast in the morning for my lady friends, you know. That yeah, day. same that's thing. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same thing. Same, same yeah. exact. Exactly. Yeah. Same exact. Yeah. Exactly. Bust yeah. out yeah. the bolognese. Um, <laughs> Over toast. <laughs> all right. We got a couple of other things we want to talk about. Uh, some of them not so nice. So obviously it's time for Hellscape. Oh, watch. no. Hellscape watch. <gasps> Hell- where we, yes, if I could find the. <laughs> Let's go. Any second. Any second now. Don't freak out. Where is my house? Hey, wait a minute. (laughs) Continue. Continue to wait for it. Where's my? Waiting for it. Waiting. Waiting. Wait. Wait for it. Hold on a second. Wait for it. Wait for it. We have it. This is ah. fine. Love. Love. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get our negativity caps on. All right. All right. Let's 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 say. All right. So we did the we did the positive story on um on Shamu on, on LGBT rights. <laughs> this is uh Kelly Cadigan. She is an outspoken trans woman that is against non-binary people for some mm. reason. Uh, and this is a video that she put out earlier this year. Uh, let me know what you think. Let me just see if I can get also to my lotion. Why I'm offended by non-binary people. Okay. Do tell. Do tell. About why I'm offended by non-binary people as a transgender woman. When I look at my own transition and just transgenderism in general, to me, I think that people are either born a man or a woman. I think some people like myself are are born men and they feel socially that they'd be more comfortable in the female binary. And and they go out of their way to do surgeries to make themselves physically appear as a woman, right? Or vice versa for transgender men. When it comes to non-binary people, it confuses me because you guys don't identify as a man or a woman you identify as either something in between or or something else entirely. I don't understand how you could know what something else is besides man or woman. And every time I ask that question, no one can tell me why they feel they're outside of the binary. I don't understand what happened to being a tomboy or a tom girl, right? And, And that's why I don't like the push like for children to transition nowadays anyways, because a lot of kids are tomboys or tom girls, and I feel like a lot of parents with woke culture today would be very quick to say, "Oh, my child's trans. Let's put them on HRT when they turn thirteen or 14. No, and it frustrates me when the non-binary community wants to consider themselves transgender and put them under the same umbrella term. Hmm. That that offends me because I had strong gender dysphoria to the point where I have I changed my whole entire life. And put my whole entire life on the line, right? Like taking hormones for the rest of my life is not 100% healthy for my body. But I had to do that because in my heart and soul, I knew I was not going to live a happy life as a man. So how are you as someone who identifies as non-binary and probably doesn't take HRT? I know some of you do, but for the most part, most of you don't, I'm pretty sure. How are you going to compare your life to mine and say it's the same thing? That is very offensive to me. Am I allowed to feel that way? Because if you take out the outliers of the few who do take hormones, which I don't even know why you would. Plot twist. I think she transitioned when she was like 50. Why would you want to take that certain type of hormones? But regardless, for the most part, you don't, right? So what are you changing? Your pronouns? Maybe you have like some clothing that's gender nonconforming. 
I don't know, but I'm fine with non-binary people saying they exist, whatever. Oh, that's but don't call that's good. Thanks. And say that your community is the same as mine because I've gone through serious struggles to get to this point. And I, I just don't think it's comparable at all. Like, that, well, this that, is, the but, fact that she is, uh, she is somebody who went through the exact same that she seems to be shitting on is interesting. Yeah. It, I'm like, this is just another case of like, you know, closing the door behind you. Like I understand my yeah. struggle, but I don't understand your struggle. And therefore it is not valid. Like, you're saying the same things that anyone could use against trans people, any arguments that right. could be used against trans people. It's the same thing. Just because you don't understand it doesn't mean that you can't just live with it, live among it and respect it. It's not that difficult. Yeah, it's absolutely. Yeah. Like the, the, it's, 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 it's where my trans views evolved from, which was my, my, my view was of my questions because I always like to ask ignorant questions was what is, what do, what do trans men do to butch lesbians right what it does do they do they cross each other out what's the thing like like that was my question which was an ignorant one at the time and i've always said it my views i don't my views expanded and evolved because like i said i i don't know what it is like to feel that way because i always felt comfortable in who i was mm. so so it's kind of like a, it's a, it seems like a very outdated take annabelle do you have any thoughts it's oh i'm like i'm completely stunned because it kind of goes back to that thing of just like uh, the mental gymnastics that you have to go through for this to make sense to you as a trans person is kind of bizarre because mm. you openly admit that you felt like you needed to change because you didn't feel like you were in the right body. However, um, you're completely erasing an experience that is not yours. You know, mm. while I, I am not a transgender woman, I love being a woman. Um, I cannot imagine how, how you must feel when you like are not comfortable in your own body. And so for her to have gone through that transition and still look at someone and say, your experience of whatever you're going through is offensive to me and really mean that is kind of just like bizarre because it's an experience that she doesn't understand because she doesn't live it. And so if someone thinks that, you know, being non-binary is the most accurate descriptor of how they feel and how they want to live their life, I can't believe you make a two minute, 35 second video explaining why you feel like they're insulting you by existing. That's just like, yeah. exactly. And then the victim mentality that comes with like, oh, but you're going to compare yourself to me. Like, no, no one was comparing. What do you mean? First of all, we all have to get in order to admit that non-binary exists. You have to agree in the fact that uh, sex and gender are two very separate things. So what you're talking about when you're trans is um, you're switching sexes, right? But like non-binary people just don't identify with any single gender or they identify with another different set of pronouns and stuff like that. Just respect them. It's, you don't have to understand their experience. Yeah. You don't have to live their experience to, to be respectful of one another. And so it is baffling to see somebody that like went through a very specific, like, you know, minority experience also trashing other minorities. It's like, ugh. Oh, I, I also bet that non-binary people will champion transgender people and their transition and, you know, yeah. really support them. And for you to sit there and look them in the face and say, nah, your experience, fuck y'all, is bizarre. And also, yeah. so generalized, all transgender people have offended mm -hmm. me. Girl. Yeah. Like, <laughs> ah. No, yeah, absolutely not. This is yeah. This is kind of like the the Ch the Chappelle bit where he's like the, everybody, all the different LGBTQ parts are in the car and they're arguing with each other, right? It's like you know, yeah. And, 
and it and it does become this is where like you know turfs also you know uh you know because it's like like the the levels of like hatred are so funny because there's this person who is transgender who is saying she hates non-binary people and then you have people yeah it's a hierarchy right above them yeah where they're like well, we are feminists, but we're trans exclusionary feminists. So fuck you. you yeah. know? It's, it's so no, the weird. funniest part is at the top of that ladder, you have like um, gay men who are just like, fuck everyone else. I'm a Republican, but like, yeah. cause I'm a yeah. man yeah. and I'm gay. So I don't long, understand anyone else. I don't understand. It's white gay males, actually. <laughs> white white yeah. gay males. Yes. I'm well, so happy you know. said that. I, yeah. I was wondering if it was okay to say that. I no, don't it's white. Know. It's I've, white. I've met some colored ones recently that made me very unsettled. Yeah, I'll just, well, I'll just I mean, say I that. Think, I think yeah. it's. I think that's it's color, and then the secondary to color is money. So if they're Ooh, let's do that. Socioeconomic money. status. They are wealthy. You're right. It's socioeconomic <laughs> status. Wow. Look, 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 why are the Latino families that have been here for two, three generations that are that, no, that aren't is. struggling? They've moved into the suburbs. Their kids grew up with a bunch of white people and they feel comfortable in that. And those kids are the ones that are like, you know what I mean? Kitty cat. Um, she kept crying then, at the door. I had to let her in. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. We're hmm. pro animals here. Yeah. Uh and um yeah, I just think it's very funny. It's 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 like everybody sh- needs to be more self-aware because I can say, hey, I'm I am a minority because I'm a Latino and I'm a man and I'm you know disenfranchised to a certain degree and I'm a. But then there's also oh, but there's I'm also a man, so I have that privilege over women, you know, and et cetera, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It's it's you know, you, there's always somebody that's hating above you, you know. So if you're hating, it's it's Maybe. like you're wasting your time now. Yeah, you're yeah. wasting your time. Oh, absolutely. Oh my gosh. Right. Well, anyway, get that out of there. All right. Uh, everybody's uh, top G or broke G uh, is now been arrested. Well, he's, he, was arrested. he was yeah. arrested. Let's go. Yeah. He's so bald. <laughs> he is so bald. He's, he's, he, listen, he said it. He said he was bald by choice. Yeah, I know. He lied. He don't lie. Look at his hairline. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yes, continue, continue. But, 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 but yeah, but let's trash talk him. But oh, we will. No, I, I, I'm sorry. Let's 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 throw the. We got a Andrew Tate. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Pour one out for Andrew right. Tate. Yeah, keep that drink in your cup. Piss up, piss, piss on his grave. Yeah. The top G, mm. the top G has been arrested. The top G, G has, top G has gone down. He's been exposed as a broke G because apparently God. his 300 really? million was only like 100 million or something or 10 million. Ooh. And uh, some of his cars were rented. Uh, <gasps> that is so embarrassing. Uh, so he I got, ex- he got arrested. I hope that finds that out. He yeah, got arrested and he uh, went to, they, he was, they were locked up for about a month. No, they were locked up for a few months, right? They were in yeah. the prison for a while. Yeah. <laughs> they got really? released on, um, they got released on um, home confinement. Mm-hmm. They immediately started doing a bunch of dumbass shit. He did a horrible ass interview with the BBC where they were like, you know, they, because he literally put out videos and linked to stuff where he was telling Pete, he was teaching young men how to make a girl fall in love with them, the Romeo uh, technique, get them to fall in love with them, have them come stay with you, make them dependent on you, and then have them start making money for you as a webcam model. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's 
it's pimping. It's been going on forever, yeah. you know? Uh, and he literally made videos and put it on his website and talked about it. And then the BBC showed up and they were like, well, this is what you did. And he's like, that's just some stuff you found on the internet. That's not me. And, and this and that. And he tried to basically. I was uh, just joking. I was just joking. It was all jokes. And nobody knows. Um, and uh, basically this is, um, they're already, look, they're already, they're, look, they're grifters. <laughs> They're they're grifting, so they already had this yeah. video ready. You know, how can you support the top G? You know, it's it's definitely by support joining you. his club, and we talked about it. Um, but they have been charged officially with rape, human trafficking, and forming a criminal gang to exploit women. Fuck yeah! Uh, so let's Why go. I like this one. He talks out of the side of his mouth. Seriously. I don't know. What is is his accent? I like this one. The Matrix got Andrew Tate again, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so he's going to be in Romania, going to Romanian jail? Uh, Yeah, he could potentially get 20 years in a Romanian prison. Um, And I think, and really, honestly, it started when when, when he he tried to tweet at Greta Thunberg. We, We... and he was like, you know, I got 32 Ferraris and they have diesel fuel and this and that. Yeah. And she's like, and then she came back at him with like, oh, why don't you email me at smalldickenergy at getalife.com or something. And then he was too stupid not to take the bait. And he was like, oh, you have a small, you, you have a small dick. Uh, so, so it's just interesting uh, to see him finally now being charged. You know? Yes. So. He got caught though, because. In that video responding to her, mm-hmm. he was eating, eating a, a pizza. specific pizza. Mm-hmm. And it was the box of pizza that was only like a chain that was only in that side of town. And they went back and got his address. Yeah, because at I that point, I don't that. know where he was at. I know. He took the bait. He took the bait. But that's a that's line and sinker. Sorry. They're you know, line grif- and sinker. They're grifters. They're grifters. Grifters gonna go gonna get gonna grift. So um I don't know. The question, I guess, would be what kind of irreparable damage did they do to because we had we had questions uh, months back when he had his like top G university or whatever, where people are like, hey, my little brother used my mom's credit card to sign up for this Andrew Tate bullshit. And what you know, so what kind of damage does somebody like this do? The Well, the worst thing is like the people that are really brainwashed, right? I feel like he, him getting locked up could be just like another form of him becoming a martyr as well. It's kind of like the Trump scenario where like he's indicted, but then people are just doubling down. Like, no, he's innocent. He's innocent. So I don't know. I do worry that there's going to be a subset of men that are just going to be ride or dies. And, you know, but that was going to happen anyway. I feel like he's had such an yeah. impact on young men and the toxic just mindset of like incel right just so i don't know and 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 misogyny as well so i feel like any damage that he has done he has done it already so him being locked up can only be helpful thankfully and we'll see where the fuck this goes but the manosphere is fucking scary and it's growing yeah i think if you oh sorry i think if you if i think if you like lock him up and you show these photos of him where he looks hideous, boom, mm-hmm. on, on cue. And yeah. you have these scraggly photos of him saying dumb stuff. It just gives me ammo for when I do run into these men that are yeah. like, I love Andrew Tate. And I'm like, 
this he rented his cars yeah this is your man this is your man you know what i mean it just gives me ammo uh (laughs) is this your king is this who you lay with (laughs) like like i've seen your booze be nothing to me i see who you cheer for exactly quite literally and so Mm -hmm. Hopefully you you see that and you're smart enough to jump off the train or you see that stay on the train and then get laughed at. Hell yeah. Look, look, the thing of it is, is like the majority of the kids, it's either the people who are Andrew Tate fans are either divorced dads. Because anytime yeah. I've seen, anytime I see like one of my old, I and I saw this uh, the other day, one of my old high school friends started posting some red pill stuff. It, it was like, what was that thing where it's like women control the, the pussy but men control the marriage or something like that like or it was something like in you know it's like your wife left you dave and it was like yeah, yeah. i was like yeah that's that's a divorced dad yeah right there i was like i was like did you get red pilled and he was like no a lot of people think about these things but they don't really say it and i was like i, I just put the uh mm-hmm. that's a brave strategy Kyle. let's see if it works for me and i was like yeah. yeah let's see if that works out for you in the end um so it's divorced dad and there's 12 to 15 year olds and once they actually start interacting with re women when they turn 16 17 18 then they'll either they'll either figure it out and adjust or they'll just turn into incels, you know. Yeah, exactly. So, so that's, that's and then they'll do that shooting, like you know, that's yeah, just... and it's the divorced dads that are really mad and they're just like, oh, fuck, well, oh, it's not me, it's all women, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, exactly. sorry, my computer's been lagging a little bit on mellow. Thanks for stopping by. Hey, thank you. Wait, Luis, did you steal that wristband from my event? No, you very clearly gave this to me. I did not. Uh, yes, I did. But yes, he did. Yes, uh, Mello was having yes. an uh, LGBTQ artist. Uh, oh, yeah. Artist How was that? Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, I stopped by. It was good. It was a good time. I liked it. Nice. I stopped by. And uh, Cyro. Thanks for stopping by, Cyro. We're chatting it up. We're getting into the we're we're getting into the weeds. All right, let on me the, take time. Go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say on the bright side, one less rapist and human trafficker, right? On the streets. So yeah, no, the the absolutely if two Yay. because his two. brother's two. also his, his, his brother. they're, both, they're both locked up. But um the question is uh like for like the manosphere is is insane, the red pill stuff is insane. Mm-hmm. Um I saw there was an interview uh in, and I think we showed a couple of clips of pearly things, uh which oh, is a female my. she is she's such like, a pick me. She is yeah, she's a pick me and she's like, Oh, you're 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 your value diminishes after 22 all guys is one is young women and blah 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 and then they were basically crushing her like well so you're 27 does that mean that the man that would choose she's like i would be so happy if somebody married me and they're like well you're 27 so obviously you're not getting a top level man if he's settling for a 27 year old yeah um so wouldn't the man that ultimately marries you be a low value value man man? yeah she was like uh, I think I would just be happy to be married or something, but man, oh my gosh, she works hard. She works hard for the man. She jumps through hoops. Oh my she gosh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Have yeah. you heard, well, guys seen that woman on TikTok that she does sprinkle, sprinkle, sprinkle? The oh no. my god, there's this no. woman on TikTok that she's the exact opposite. She's like, oh, um, oh, so she's a pick me girl. Uh, men are always gonna want yeah. pick me girls. Have you guys ever heard of this? No. Oh, you send have to, to look up. Send a link well, to Lou. Send, He'll play. I will. I'll send. I'll find a I'll send link right now. And she is just hilarious. And her whole thing is she's always going mm-hmm. sprinkle, sprinkle, sprinkle. <laughs> <laughs> I need to see okay, this. I'm gonna find it. Uh, I'm gonna literally uh, find it and put it in the group. Ew, yeah, no, look at his hair. Anyway, yeah, that's fine. Anyway, uh, all right. Demon. So 
wanted to uh, take a minute to shout. We know we always like to do plugs on the show for companies of people that I know. So giving a shout out to our friend, Big Brown Dad, Coffee company out of LA, Annabelle, if you are a coffee drinker like we are. Um, I am, totally. They, yeah. um, I'll put the link there. I'm going to chat. I just ordered myself uh, the Fruit Bomb, which I'm excited to try. Um, which is uh, this coffee tastes like fruit? Oh, interesting. <laughs> hand, uh, this is a premium handcrafted blend of top shelf Mexican coffee, is designed to explode on contact. I ordered that one. I haven't tried the single, the, the, I haven't tried the neon chocolate yet. I might get that next time or the Route 66. Right. I like the, the one that I got is my favorite. It is the, uh, Where's it? Where's my coffee? This right is there, a, the tonic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the tonic. The 420 in one. Um 420 in one Colombian single origin coffee. Uh, mm-hmm. this is my favorite. Uh, I just ordered that in the fruit bomb, which I'm gonna try for the first time. Uh Big Brown at Big at Mr. Big Brown Dad. Uh yeah. you can find him or you can go to mestizo.coffee. Uh it's all sourced ethically and it is a uh, latino owned company so check them out and step up your coffee game yeah so shout out to mestizo coffee uh let me pull i'm gonna pull up that uh that thing you sent us in a second yeah all right uh remember Remember a few, I think this was that so much other shit happens that it's hard. Um, a while back, uh, two black men were waiting for a colleague at a Philadelphia Starbucks. They got the cops called on them and they got like hauled out of there. Well, apparently uh, the, <laughs> the Starbucks uh, fired the manager because for calling the cops and for doing the stuff, right? For being racist, they fired oh, okay. her. And, a jury has returned with a $25.6 million verdict in her favor Wait. that says she was fired because of an absence of leadership. What? Uh, yeah, a jury on Monday found in favor of former Starbucks regional director Shannon Phillips who sued the company for wrongly firing her, uh, claiming she was terminated for being white. <laughs> uh, Phillips, Whoa. who worked for Starbucks uh, for 13 years, uh, was fired uh, after the arrest of two black men at a Philadelphia Starbucks, uh, the New Jersey jury returned a $25.6 million verdict, including $25 million for punitive damages. Uh, Starbucks said is the point of the decision. Uh, so basically, uh, she said in a lawsuit filed in 2019 that the company discriminated against her before the race when she was let go. Whoa, that's a sad time. So she got money at the end of it. She got... She got $25 million wow. for a reverse racism case. That's insane. What state, what, what state with this in? This was in Jersey. Are you trying to go Jersey. be racist in Jersey? See if you can make some reverse. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So the lady that got fired for, she pledged basically that she was, she was in because char- she was being white? Basically, she was in charge of, of the region or, or that uh-huh. area or something during that. And Starbucks said, fired her because she said it was a situation that was unrecoverable, which means that it was such a big fuck up that heads had to roll. Right. They couldn't yeah. just be like, oh, yeah, that's our policy. When two black guys are there for longer than 10 minutes, right. you know, we call the cops, you know, like so she was in charge and they basically had to do something 
So they fired her. Uh, mm-hmm. And then she sued Starbucks saying, no, no, it wasn't because of that incident where I managed and I was overseeing the training that led this to happen. Oh, it was right. because I was white and there was an access of leadership. I wasn't told that it wasn't okay to be racist, basically. Oh, man. So she just got applauded for being racist pretty much. $25 yeah. million dollars worth. Holy yeah. shit. This is kind of like that uh, that kid that went across state lines in Wisconsin to shoot people. What's that? Guy? What's that? Guy? What's oh yes, and then he became a celebrity and everything. Yeah. So this yeah. is kind of like a. This is kind of like, hey, yeah. this this could happen to it you. Rewards. Yeah. 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 It's, rewards. Oh. it's all right. All right. Uh, let's see what else have we got here. Uh, the writer strike. You might have a little insight on this. Yeah. Entering day fifty. Um, one of the big things that for independent filmmakers, uh, independent actors, people that are not necessarily established in the industry is what you should and shouldn't do during the strike. Mm -hmm. Uh, For example, there's nothing that would stop me, an independent filmmaker, writer, director from working on my own script. Right. Right. Uh, And this will be a SAG feature. If SAG is on strike, obviously I won't be able to film um, Mm -hmm. because uh, SAG has approved strike. Mm -hmm. Uh, and if I was a WGA writer, I wouldn't necessarily be doing it because I'm, I'm pre I'm pre WGA. I'm pre directors guild. The other Avenue is that the directors guild is having to vote currently on whether they accept because there's the, there's, there's the, basically the four heads, uh, that, that run LA, um, unions are, um, the grips, right. The, 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 they are without them and a lot of them won't cross the picket line there's the wga the writers guild the directors guild and then sag right mm-hmm. uh you also have the editors guild producers guild all this stuff but the main four are the ones that negotiate with atmp uh atmpt whatever AM- it is amtpp amtpp um which is a coalition and a collection of all the different major studios that always are using union talent and crews um so the dga has a tentative deal but a lot of people are feeling that they should hold off and not ratify that deal until the writers and the actors get their fair deal in place. Mm. And the big things that are yeah. at stake are whether, you know, how it would affect me directly is let's say there's a studio or streaming service that says, Lou, we liked uh, Slapworthy, we liked uh, Shenanigans, we liked your comedy writing. We got this AI machine to write a rom com. And we don't want you to write it. We don't want you to be the writer. All we want you to do is go through it and sort of clean up a little bit of the mistakes that the AI made. And we're going to pay you, but it's going to be written by AI and AI is going to get the credit. So those are some of the things also residuals and streamers not wanting to really reveal, um, you know, streamers are not trying to let people know how many people actually watch their movies and films. Mm-hmm. Um, and the different reasons could be because they the numbers are lower than people think or the numbers are way higher than people think. Right. If the numbers are way lower than people think, then that means that this whole rush to streaming on demand thing has not really worked as well as they can. And what they're trying to do is just monopolize the industry and then lower rates and all that shit. If it's better than people anticipated, then they don't want to show those numbers because then, you know, a writer could say, hey, this got you X amount of new viewers on your shows. We'd like to get compensated better. So it's a whole clusterfuck. Um, there's so many things happening, you know, um, you know, the question is, can you shoot a truly independent film during the writer's strike? 
Um, you know, so I'm going to link this article, which is sort of about a couple of things that, that people should keep in mind. If they're actors, if they're writers, you might get approached during this time by somebody saying, Hey, we'd like to take a look at your work. Your response should be sure. I love to after, you know, the strike is settled. Right. Annabelle, that's sort of like the, the, the walking orders. Yeah. So, um, the big thing about this whole strike is you, you need to not do any work that benefits um, any person within the AMTPP. So um, if you are just trying to make a film with your friends and you are in the process of, um, you know, I write, I, uh, I write something, you direct it, Sophia's in it, and it's mm. all of our friends. You know, there's no, we, we, we are not going to get yeah, That trouble. sounds like a weekend. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds like a great weekend. Um, and so that's not really the issue. It's when we decide that we have an idea that we really want to get paid for. So we're going to go to the, you know, we're going to make this and write it with the intention of selling it to the studios. That's when it starts to become an issue. We don't want to create work that they can make money off of because the whole reason um, that we are fighting for this is because we um i say we i'm pre-wga but i work for a wga member who um is out picketing every day and she's amazing um so that's kind of like the the stop that's and i think people were getting really scared because you don't want to scab because if you do scab you will never be able to join the wga which means you'll never be able to work in this industry when it's up and running again and Mm -hmm. so the concern is am i scabbing as i'm am i scabbing but the main question has to be, am I going to help studios make money? And I think another big issue with the streaming of us getting numbers is like, if the numbers are lower, studios don't want to release it because then their shareholders are like, what the, what are we, what are we holding on to if it's not really even lucrative? Mm. Um, and so that's kind of like, uh, what's his name? Seth Rogen did a really big article once, I think it was with Variety or with one of these uh, big, um, one of these big papers of just being like, tell us. <laughs> yeah. No contract ever tells me how much I make and how many people see my stuff. And I want to know because then that helps me in my own production company of like what I'm bringing in, what I'm making. And mm-hmm. none of the big studios are have released any of this, especially Netflix. Netflix is like the big bad and all of this all. So, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, how, how it affects... For example, when it comes to film festivals, the question is, can you enter film festivals during the writer strikes? Yes. Uh, This is Christopher Kyle that's answering some of these questions. Um, If you put your film in a festival and it leads to an offer or a sale option, then basically you'd be, you know, putting in a film festival, getting that finished is fine. But then if you get, but if Netflix is like, hey, I want to buy this right now and put it on, then yes, at that point, the proper response is no, you know, let's talk when the strike is over. Right. Yep. Uh, can you get an agent during the writer strikes? Yes. You know, yeah. agents, agents probably have a lot of time on their hands mm-hmm. right now. It's a great time to do submissions or uh, do query letters, stuff like that. Um, but again, if it leads to work or if it leads to meetings or if it leads or if it's an agent or a manager that is trying to get people to scab, you know, then that's a, then that's another no, no. Yeah. Um, talking to the press, obviously, but they don't want people to be. Uh, promoting the films that are about to be out there. So if as a right. writer, as a pre-WGA, as a WGA, you want to come on the Hentha show, talk about the strike, that's fine. 
but you're not necessarily, I'm not going to ask you, hey, let's promote the thing that you already wrote that they're going to still try to make money on, right? Right. Uh, and uh, who are the WAJ signatories that are being ticketed? Um, you can you can look that all up. I, I also think that they might. I don't know if it's going to happen, but I because in San Diego, there's a couple of WG people and they're like, hey, what should we do? And it's like, well, take a ride up to L.A. and do it. There's no really point in 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 there's no really thing to boycott, although I think they may do some boycotting at Comic-Con. Oh, so that's kind of like that's kind of the latest that I heard, which is like, damn, I kind of wanted to go to Comic Con. I mean, I am going to be at Comic Con, so I'll just you use still go. I'll just use another entrance. Uh, I'm sorry, that's wrong. Uh, <laughs> I, I you can still go. You can still go. I think yeah. um, you just don't want the studios to have the yeah. the. Which is interesting place to pick it because it is where they are promoting a lot of stuff that's going to come out, right? So that's true, right? There isn't really a lot of other places to pick it in San Diego about like ongoing stuff. Right. <laughs> no, we could just join the picketing. Let's go. <laughs> just join Let's the picketing support. and then be like, yeah, this guy's support. got a badge. Oh, oh you have your badge. <laughs> Wait, never mind. I don't have my badge. I'm, I'm, I was just going to walk around in the outside. Yeah, you can do that. All right. Uh, all right. Let's wrap this up. I have a couple other things that we can do. And we have some anonymous ways, actually. So What? We have not been pimping out the link. So we do anonymous advice every week. But lately, we haven't been uh, promoting much. But interesting. Let's do it. All right. The uh, OK, let me just do these last two videos here. OK, so one other thing that I wanted to talk about, which was the um, there's a show called. Um, Primos oh, yes. on freebie. Right. Yeah. And then there's also another show that's coming out on Disney called Ooh. Oye Primos. OK. Huh. Right? Interesting. But, uh, but basic, okay. If you guys haven't heard about, have you not? Uh, if you guys are not uh, not on opposite, well, basically, no. All right, me, me and Sophia, no, no, no. Okay. no. Right. I've seen the first episode of Primos, but that's about it. Hold on a second. Um, we're towards the end of the stream, so I think it'll be okay if I play some of this in case for some reason it gets taken down. Facebook. Oh, no. okay. Uh Okay, so this is the. Oh no! This is <laughs> immediately. <laughs> Hold on a second. Both of us immediately start dancing. That was great. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Shimmy, I mean, shimmy. Let me, I'm sure I can pull this up. Give me two seconds here. Pull that shit okay. up, Blue. Uh, Primos. Okay, they released a theme song. All right, I'm not going to play the... Let me see if I can do the closed captioning so we can see what's happening. And yeah. so you can sort of see. So... Okay, animation. It's, okay. It's an animated, <laughs> it's an animated show on Disney, right? The it's supposed to be, I guess, like a hybrid of LA and Mexico City. And it's I was gonna called, say, is that LA? It's called Terra Terremoto Heights. Terremoto. All right, so, all right, so it's like she's basically about this girl that's uh okay in the heights. Okay. In the heights. Oh, I know. Uh and then all her cousins moved in. Wow, like that was me. That, that was didn't me. Like that. I lived with all my cousins growing up. I'm liking right. this so far. Right. Okay. Right, oh, so musical numbers? Oh, yeah. Yes. They got Animal. They got her. They got me. They got me in. They got Anthony. Uh, but some of the names Anthony are like, Ramos? No, no, no. Uh, basically. That's who I thought too. All right. Just so you. Okay. So this is, this is a. 
Um, no. So basically, um, <gasps> Disney Channel. People hated this. What? How could you hate that? <laughs> Why? All right. Essentially, um, the reason people hate this uh, is because I'm trying to find some of the some of the things on it. But basically, people hated it because of they hated Terremoto Heights for some reason. They thought it was yeah. like weird to name it the city that. That's uh, they, ha- they hated that the the like the character's name was they named they named one of the girls Kukita. Uh, and then uh, they they named another character Nacho. So there was a whole discourse on, um, and then also the name. They said it was should be Oigan Primos, not Oye Primos. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of like there's a show oh. called Primos that's really good, and then this other show comes out. Yes, it's not perfect, but I thought it was interesting that you guys sort of watched it a little bit without any of that preconceived sort of thing on it, and you go it's like, oh, this looks cool. But meanwhile, while the internet and Twitter got it, it was like, oh, this is horrendous. This is, uh, you know, is that yeah. is that a little bit about, is that kind of like the tra- the transgenders and the non-binaries <laughs> eating each other? Just like the Latina, different Latinos being like. We can't agree on anything. This is why we can't have nice things. Oh, you know, I think that um, everyone's allowed to have their own experience. However, there's definitely a hive mind sometimes. The intention is adorable. The intention right. is you wanted to create a story that was, you know, un- unless unless it's one of those uh, cash grabs. I've definitely been in rooms where it's a ton of white people being like, how do we get the Latinos to watch this? Or how do I get yeah. the African-American people to watch this? And just like, they're horrible, so I want to know who's behind it. But if the intention is to create a story for Latinos that look and sound like Latino neighborhoods, I mean... Yeah, I mean, yeah, look, yeah, a lot of us grew up with big households, you know. Uh, I, I'm here for the Oye Primo slander, their names, though. Bonita, Chacha, Nacho. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. This is blatant stereotyping and just making a joke of another culture. Um, what if a Latin American made a cartoon about Yankee people and it was called... So like, <laughs> I'm sorry, that's... Uh, oh, no. <laughs> right, so, the, so basically, uh, you know, so basically... It was like, uh, <laughs> oh no, you know. So basically, there was a little, I, I'm interested to see if you guys sort of look into it and, and watch it like where yeah. you can more time. Uh, Cookie, little pussy. Okay, that <laughs> is crazy. Yeah, they named their Cookita. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so basically, uh, yeah. And the <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, look a little disco ball. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. oh hey. There you go, a little callback. Um, I also saw a picture of um Spider Man into the spot or across the Spider Verse. Mm-hmm. What's his name? The Latino, the Latino Spider Man. Miles Morales. Have you guys Miles seen Morales. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, 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 no. Ma- Miles Morales, the main um, he's not a bad guy in it, but he's like the guy that runs the Spider Verse that Miles Morales goes to. He's Latino. Nice. Oh, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't yeah, he's it. fine as. He's fine as Frick. Ooh, I okay. I have to watch it. Um, you have to watch it, girl. Yes. They had no business making him that fine. Ooh, they had no okay. business. <laughs> um, it's on my anyways. top of my list. I have to watch it. Um, uh, 
Terremoto Heights. Yeah, okay. Heights, Earthquake Heights, choosing the electric wires related to drug zones, Cuquita, Little Vagina in some countries. Oya Primos is grammatically incorrect. Gordita is that a name? It means little family. Two cousins are named Nacho and Nachito and this thing, because oh my God. I don't uh, know. So part of me is like, y'all are being very nitpicky. Um, yeah. I'm picking the nips. I'm picking the nips. Because yeah, okay, listen, listen, listen. We, I'm sure we could sit here and nitpick a lot of stuff, but Disney has never been a great representation of anything. Have you seen The Proud Family? That was also very, you know, you could have nitpicked a lot of stuff from there as well. And then in Kim Possible, the Mexican restaurant was Bueno Nacho. Like, I'm just saying I'm not yeah. defending them. I think it's cringe, but let's give it a shot. Let's watch it first. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. yeah. As somebody whose nickname was Gordita Linda. Uh-huh. I those names are real. Like yeah. sure they're stereotypes, but those yeah. are also real names of real people. So Yeah. Um Exactly. The beef, so, the, sorry, the beef is unseasoned. The beef is unseasoned. <laughs> yeah, no, and then also the shoes being on the electric wires. I didn't know that had to do with with um being drug territory. There were shoes on all electric wires where I grew up. I mean, I don't know. Girl, so I was in drug deep in drug territory, wasn't I? Shit, wow, not me just realizing <laughs> this now on this was, podcast live. <laughs> yeah, I was over here like when, when I was, I was, today's, I was today's, today years old, today uh, years old. Wow, as the, as the president might say, God save the queen, man. Yeah, but you know, or Lizzie's in a box, but <laughs> but I don't know. I just don't see either as very offensive. I don't know what that says about me, but like shoes are in electric wires. I don't know why we're nitpicking everything. I get the Kukita one. I get the, the Remoto Heights. I just feel like that's cringe. Um, yeah. But let's watch it. You're and also then, Yeah. So, which, are, which are much less uh, offended, offended. And you're not we like kind of, we're just, Mexican. Yeah. I don't know. We just kind of, I don't know. We like to have fun. We like to have nice things, y'all. So we don't like to get, have Listen, a headache over everything. They, okay. They, they they stopped the soccer game the other day because you guys couldn't stop saying puto. Yeah, <laughs> like we like. I love that. Like, they're like, it's our chant. It was our tradition, and then with the mundial, everyone took it over and they appropriated it. And then after that, they were like, "That's highly inappropriate. Don't ever do it again." And we were like, "We've been doing this. How dare you?" So. <laughs> Whatever, whatever. What if you yeah. went to a what if you went to a basketball game, right? And every time there was a guy on the free throw line, the whole crowd was like F word, F word, like loud. But like, see, here's the thing. We've had this conversation <laughs> about the P word and the F word and what it means like like right. you know, like like Anabel said, some nicknames like Gordita and stuff like that, Paquita yeah. Guerita, all of those were like they're not appropriate. Like they're they're not when you think about it, they're not the best, but it's just something that culturally is accepted and people use them. So I'm yeah. not saying I'm not defending the P word. I'm not saying that, like, oh my God, it's the best word of all time. But I am saying that culturally it's not that offensive a word. It's like bitch, it's like damn. At this point, it's not yeah. that offensive. It's not like the F word, it's not a derogatory yeah. term. So that's it's not an issue with the show. It, just, it feels, it it means, feels like an issue. It means with the pussy. It doesn't exactly. mean it, it's more. It's more comparable to saying pussy. I think the p word. Puto? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, no, yeah. No, no, it's puto, more like no, has, yeah. Don't be a pussy. How, yeah, how I know it has a lot of connotations with like obviously being very derogatory towards gay men specifically, but like um, I feel like we've moved past that sort of like with 
you know, boss bitch, kind of stuff like that. I don't know. Again, I'm not defending the word. I'm just saying that culturally, it's not that offensive. If you ask a gay man in Mexico, they more more than likely will not find it offensive unless you're using it in an offensive way. Of course. But if you're chanting it at a soccer game, it's not going to hurt anybody. Mm -hmm. I I don't know. I get it. That's weird. Uh, I wonder which generation are these complaining coming from Oye Primos. I don't know. True. Do you think it's the younger or the older generation? I think it's more younger. Look, remember, you, you ever seen that video of that kid that's walking around and he's talking to millennials and he's got the, the hat and the sombrero? and the Yes, I've there. seen that. Yeah. And they're like, do you think this is offensive? And they're like, yes, highly. Are you Mexican? Oh, yes. Then I am very offended. This is offensive. And then he's like, all the Mexican people are like, ah, you look cool. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, whatever. You know? Yeah. So I think part of that's just like the whole Latinx thing that just sort of, they, <sighs> Latinos are the last to sort of care about something like that because yeah we're still in the i think it's like the gen x thing where it's mm-hmm. like it's a badge of honor to be cool with that nickname gordita gordita you know whatever it right. is you know flaco you know like that generation was like the thing about you that's different is what we will point out and we're gonna burn you with it unless you yeah. unless, until you until you show us that you're tough enough and that it doesn't fucking bother you and that you can give it back to us that's yep. always a badge of honor for Latinos as well as I think uh, Generation X and back. I think when we got to pussyfied millennials and exactly, ah. yeah, that's when that whole thing started up. You know, you know, but yeah, you know, there's You're always right. room to be better. Listen, we can always grow, but I'm just saying, watch the episode, see if it's actually highly offensive or not before we start nitpicking yeah, everything. Give it a shot, like, especially Oigan primos versus Oye primos. Okay, so it's. No, it's but that's that, that's definitely a cultural because oye loco, oye oye primo. Oye, it's, you say oye, 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 yeah. Oye, you know that's that that it's 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 you're getting mad at it not being grammatically correct. That's a stupid thing to get mad exactly. at. Exactly. Yeah, it's a title. shows shows be, use puns you know. all the time in their names. It's like a mainstay of naming a TV show. You know, like mm-hmm. obviously you're gonna use puns and you you you're gonna use wordplay in it. That's that's a stupid thing to get mad yeah. at. The if they have a nacho and a nachito, eh, ah, it's a little cringe. Yeah, a little cringe. If listen, if we watch it and it's nothing but stereotype after stereotype, then yes, I will have a bone to pick. Of course. Yeah. Until of course. then, we'll see. It's all about intention and mm-hmm. execution. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, Mic drop. Gonna- yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna skip the. I'm gonna skip the. I had some Trump stuff, but I'm not really interested in. Nah. That. We're gonna we're gonna push it to next week. He said a bunch of dumb stuff, admitted a bunch of crimes. You know, it's it it's happening. It'll keep happening. All right, let's do no namas way and let's get out of here. Yeah. All right, but no but I wanna way. let's get into it. And I always should remind myself to not say the thing until I have the cue ready. Right? Is that? Is that what the... That's that's probably... Yeah. Now it's time for... No Namas Way. No Namas Way. No Namas. All right. So this is anonymous advice from unqualified professionals. Our first question comes to us from First Timer. I think this was an old one. What is the right amount of edibles for a non-smoker to partake in your hippie holiday? Oh, this was a 420 Oof, question. That was a 421. Whoa, that was old. Yeah. Five milligrams. Uh, don't do any more. Five to ten. <laughs> that was five so to ten, wait an hour, and then reapply. 10 could put you on your ass. Be careful with 10. He yeah. has, he has a high tolerance. Yeah. Well, no. Yes, you the, do. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the gummy packs that I have within arm reach, actually. <laughs> don't ever, don't ever smoke weed with him unless. Right. These are actually. This is. Oh yeah, yeah. These are. Uh, let's see if you can see the number on these. Uh, I see THC. I see. Okay. What? Okay. But is it a whole piece? Six hundred. Six hundred. Shut up. How many are in that pack? Uh, there's probably about seven or eight. So it's so, like a it's like eighty to hundred milligrams per per one of these. Oh my god! Ooh. Are you okay? <laughs> yes, I'm fine. No, listen, listen. If I eat if I eat half a pack, if I eat half a pack of these, I get three hundred like, milligrams. Yeah, if I eat a half a pack, I get emotionally high. Like I sit here and I'm just like thinking about the universe and I'm forgiving everybody. And I have to get, leave myself a post-it note to remind myself that it's okay. Like I get like mushroom high if I eat a half a pack. Yeah. So I've never eaten a whole pack. I know somebody who you shall shouldn't. remain. I I know somebody who shall remain nameless. Let me see. Uh, and she can eat an entire pack and just go about her day and then just sleep. But yeah. But I I'm have. On. I, I'm on. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's a lot. Trust me. Trust me. But I'm just I saying. I will only eat at the very much at the very most one of those one of those uh, at a time. Yeah, even and, half of one would knock me out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if I pass I, you an edible, don't eat it. That's don't. sixty. Okay, if he passes I you a blunt, take took, a little small little little puff. I once took a sixty milligram cookie. My my brother was um, was seeing this guy that like baked him some edibles and. Um, go the lgbt and um brings us back to the house i eat a cookie we watch avatar the last airbender the live action film (laughs) horrible horrible and i remember having to ask my brother if i was breathing i was like do you see me breathing oh that was 60 milligrams i was like i at one point i was like jonathan i have to go to bed please check on me in the morning because i might die i might not wake (laughs) up yep so that checks out (laughs) am i breathing (laughs) that's my god yeah i've been there though i've been there you still haven't done it yeah all right next question here is i'm gonna let you guys answer this because i gotta run for 30 seconds i'll be right back Okay. Uh, what should I get my girlfriend for her birthday? We started dating in the spring after meeting her on New Year's Eve. Mm. Okay. So total of six months knowing her and only dating for a few months. And her birthday is two weeks. Don't want to go overboard, though. Hmm. What's a good entry level birthday gift? Well, six months. Well, I don't know that that's entry. I don't know. I'll be right back. You guys can answer this. Is it? I don't know. What do you think? I think it. I don't know her. I feel like. Exactly. I, I, my gifts are all, you know, like personalized person. I want, I want the person to enjoy. I, I don't have any details. You be, you could be with, uh, you know, Patrick from SpongeBob for all I know. And that's a very different thing. I tell you to get them before I tell you to get, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know, Paris Hilton. Like they're just two yeah. different people. They get different gifts. Um exactly. I guess um does she wear earrings? But, uh, I wish we had more information. You need to this is why you need to give us all the information when you submit a question cuz same thing. It's like we have to know something about this freaking woman. Yeah. Um generalize what what would be some good just like Have you ever given gifts like that are like general? Yeah, I Mugs. mean, I guess I would look for um, a concert in town. Ooh, um, at that point, buy an together. experience. 
Yeah, yeah. Buy an experience. If, mm-hmm. if there's an artist that she kind of likes, do that. If there's a mm-hmm. fun, just I, I guess at that point with Escape all the details that dinner. we have. Yeah. Yeah. Buy buy her an event. Yes, um, I like that event. A dinner. That's a good idea. Yeah, and then if you want to, if you don't mind spending some money on a necklace, I feel like that's a good. Everyone likes a good necklace. Bracelet. I don't know. Flowers. Carl, flowers. Candy. Yes. Yeah. Flowers. Dizzy Miss candy. Lizzie just said for, for her favorite candy. Yeah. Boom. Thank you. Thank you, Lizzie. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you, Lizzie. Yes. Dizzy, uh, our entertainment correspondence experiences are always the best gift. Yeah. The one thing I would yeah. say is don't go with like an engraved bracelet or jewelry. No, nothing special. Just no jewelry. Little... Yeah, and yeah, because yeah, you're definitely if it's been less than six months that you've known them in total, uh, don't get anything that's too personal or too serious, and definitely no rings, no. Hey, earrings, what if what if what if he likes the girl? Right. No problem. But, I love me an earring. You can give yes. me an earring two weeks. I in. guess earrings are okay, but I think a small Let's, box is a bad idea. Two girls have jewelry as well. <laughs> We're yeah. like earrings, necklace, bracelet. I don't know. All right, how about just no diamonds? But I do see an experience. Yeah, nothing no crazy. Diamonds. Yeah, nothing crazy expensive. No diamonds. Just like something cutesy, a card, flowers, a dinner experience. You yeah. choose. An escape room is cute if she's the kind of person that likes. There's that whole uh, thing in Abbott Elementary when they're trying to buy each other Valentine's Day gifts. Do you know that? Are you, are you guys watching Abbott? I haven't watched it, but I, I love Quinta. Um, There's a moment where you're seeing that they're clearly perfect for each other, but they're in the wrong relationships. Mm-hmm. And she buys her boyfriend um, or he buys her his girlfriend Lego flowers. That would have been the perfect gift for Quinta's character. Oh. And Quinta buys her boyfriend. I forgot, but it's clearly the perfect gift for oh. Tyler's character. Oh, and then, bummer. yeah, yeah. So it just, it's, you got to know her. Buy her yeah. Lego flowers. Yeah. Or uh, one free pegging pass. You got to know her, though. What if she doesn't want to peg him? Yeah, no, that would be a great gift for me, but I don't know. That sounds like that sounds like that sounds like that sounds like a present for you. Yeah, yeah, you know me well. Oh, when you made, did you guys ever? Um, I was poor when I was a kid, and because obviously we're all children that don't make money, I would make people little books of like um gift cards that they could use, like use this for a blank, use this for a blank. Yes, someone give me a a little pack, just like. Can I peg you? Just one peg. Yeah, to make that, yeah, to make that highly inappropriate. I mean, I guess pegging is already inappropriate. Somebody gave me a gift uh, uh, that were sex checks. So it was literally a little book with sex checks. And it had different positions and like That's massage so and like a bunch of stuff. And like, what would shit like that go for? Just go to Spencer's. Find something. <laughs> the back room. The back of Spencer's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get her an, ir- an ironic t-shirt. There you go. All right, one last question, and we're going to get out of here. Uh, this one comes to us. That was was from uh, Dilemma. This next one comes to us from Gay Troll. Okay. Gay Troll. Love. Mm-hmm. Excited. Oh, oh, no. No, Lou, what does it say? Lou, for pride, you have to choose one man to top and one man to bottom with. Yes! <laughs> for pride, Lou. For pride. What the fuck? Gay Troll. Who would you, who would you top and who would you bottom? Oh, uh, fuck. All right. Um, who's this? Uh, wait, who's that? Who's this kid from uh, Dune? The the little uh, Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet. Right, yeah, yeah, I think I could. I think I could. I could handle Timothy Chalamet. To top or bottom? To top. 
Timothy yeah, Chalamet. Of course. Okay. Yeah. What do you mean handle? What do you mean handle Timothy Chalamet? Timothy Chalamet is 140 pounds wet. Yeah, be serious as in like, who would you want to top? Come on. No. If I had to, listen, I'm doing... Oh, I'm not talking. Listen, I, I don't think uh, I don't think I've, I've evolved, but I don't think I've evolved that much that I could be like, this is my dream person to top as a guy. You don't, you okay. don't want to top Jason Momoa or something. I feel like you'd want to top someone bigger no. and you would want to bottom for someone smaller. No, I don't know. No, uh, no, no, no. I'm just I'm Tom playing Holland. well here. I'm I not feel like be Tom Holland would have been a good answer. Tom Holland is uh, who I would bottom for because I feel he would be gentle. He would be so gentle. Exactly. You want someone who would gently top you. I don't want Jason Momoa. I don't no, want to look, want to look back and him. Look, I don't want to look at The Rock or fucking Jason. You want to top sorry. them. You want uh, to them. I don't know. I don't even know. I don't I don't think my brain can go there. I for some reason it immediately went to like slight petite, you know. We found, you know. we found, yep. Yeah. So if, you know, damn You it. broke Luke, eh, troll. You broke <laughs> him. Fucking Excellent use of trolling me, gay troll. Thank oh you. You God. lived up to your name there. So, hey, listen. Yeah, all right. so for, for Pride, for Pride we'll, we'll play along. So, let the also racist, two very lanky, two very... small white boys. Can we yeah. pick for you? Can we pick? Oh for yes, you? please, absolutely. Listen. Okay. All right, let's see this. I, I, so I, you, I, you pick his bottom, I'll pick his top. Ooh. Wow. Okay. Okay. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay, you go for it. Do you have someone in mind already? I'm still thinking. I'm okay, I'm because 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 okay, fine. If you don't want to look back at someone like The Rock, mm-hmm. right? Big, super, super husky. Pedro um, Pascal. I was gonna say Pedro Pascal. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Go for the good-looking. Yeah. You know, Oscar, someone who's gonna Oscar really Isaac. take care of you. Oscar, Oscar Isaac is have fabulous. a threesome. Yes. Oscar Isaac would definitely. Listen, I don't know if even I could turn down a threesome with Pedro Pascal and Oscar Isaac. No, you'd be silly. Yeah. What if like? What if if I got them both to be? What if they were playing the leads in one of my movies, and I was like, "Hey guys, let's just go out to the desert and do some ayahuasca and just kind of see what happens." Get weird. Yeah. I might have to listen. That might be. Yeah. Okay. And so the best pride month ever. Um, Well, I was thinking Pedro Pascal. That's why. So I'm I'm between. Done. So I was like, "That's a great." All right. All right. God damn it. That's it. All right. So it's a Pride Month miracle. Yay. I'm, I'm going with Pedro Pascal and uh, Oscar Isaac out into the there desert. Things, things are going to get weird. All right. Timothy Chalamet <laughs> taps in later. <laughs> okay, exactly. Listen, man. If I got, if I listen, if I had, if I had Tom Holland and Zendaya, I might, you know, hey. No one, no one mentions Zendaya. No one mentions. I'm just. No. I, I might have to take one for. He's the not team. invited. No. <laughs> so she gets uh, the pegging pass. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Damn it. What girl would get the pegging pass? Ana de Armas. Uh, Ana de Armas. Ana de Armas. Yeah, Ana de Armas can do anything. Look at you. Look at your little guanita. Un guanita. She, she, uh, she, can, she, can, she can step on my neck. girl. Yep. <laughs> All right, everybody. This has been with a that. very gay ending <laughs> with that. show. On that, with that being said, Anabel, thank you very much again for being on the <laughs> yes, show. Yes. Of course. Anytime. I love my time. Absolutely. Um, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, my name is Luis Martinez. Sofia Carmai. Co-host and, and Annabelle, follow us all. Thank you, mi gente. We love you. Thanks for checking in with us. We'll be better next time. Peace out. Hasta luego. Ciao.
Vamos, papá, hay que irnos. Me estoy aguantando desde que pusieron el domo. ¿Puedes esperar? Muchas personas trabajaron en esta película y solo quieren que se aprendan sus nombres de memoria. Yo quiero asegurarme de que ningún animal resultó lesionado durante las imágenes de esta película. ¡Listo! 